Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. Was hard, but not anymore. Thanks to Wondersuite from Bluehost. Answer a few questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically create your website or store. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content, and we automatically help you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today, and welcome to episode two. 91 of the ham radio podcast and it's me carrick with acg and i'm dustin with last hand media and handsome phantom dustin i just noticed you have a friend in your lap yeah well normally i lock frisk away i and i thought about this last week i just said i put her in her box and i realized that <laughs> that's like holly and i's joke is that we have a little a crate that she has a nice little bed a blanket mm. it's a little she has a thing that she can drink water out of it's a very cozy little place the den. calling it calling it the box yes yeah. <laughs> sounds yeah, pretty bad yeah so uh no but i uh i was sitting on the couch trying to relax just in between you know there's a bunch of last stand stuff i was doing earlier and then frisk was with me and i'm like i i can't put her back in there right now she needs to she needs to relax and so she, i'm just gonna you know this episode just listen i'm gonna be like um like an evil villain yeah, um, stroking, pet, pet. <laughs> stroking the pet mm, the whole time so and yeah your, your dog is wildly calmer than mine I, I could not see revan sitting on my lap for yeah for that. like she um or she sorry but look at her oh, oh no gosh. yeah she she uh i mean i don't know the 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 risk i'm you know, taking on right now. She may hear something outside and decide to lose her mind. Or uh. she's just gonna sleep the entire time in my lap, which is usually what she does on my streams. So Really? Oh mm -hmm. that's amazing. I'm envious of that. Revan Revan yeah. likes to cuddle, but it's on his time. I cannot oh, okay. pick him up and hold him. And I mean it's something with the rat terrier breed. They just they are stubborn, man. They will well, not Well that's <laughs> Frisk is half rat terrier. Really? She's wow. half dachshund and half rat terrier. I'm just so. an awful dog owner. <laughs> Might just I mean, be it. Every dog is different. Somewhere. So. Yeah. Anyway, gentlemen, it's great to be here. Ladies and gentlemen who are listening, it's great to have you here. Uh, we hope you're doing well. This week is going to be super, super busy. So we got a lot to go over from Anthem Next to a major Bethesda event in March being rumored. Pokemon Open World Game. Diamond and Pearl remakes being announced. Halo Infinite seeing some massive improvements. We have state of play reactions, your patron questions. So get cozy because I think all of these topics are pretty relevant to, to what we do on the channel. And I think everyone's going to find this interesting. So I'm going to be I'm gonna be paying attention to that listener number. I'm going to be watching you all, seeing how long you're staying tuned for. Most times I just let you exist. This time I'm going to be cranking that on the analytics. So uh, if you want to support all of that crazy stuff, uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash plays. Early access for the show is available there. Uh, it goes live every Friday, and then it will go live to everyone else on Sunday. Someone asked about uh, early access for video. I just can't do that because by the time it renders, it'll be Saturday, yeah. and the show goes live on Sunday. Also, we fixed our Spotify issue. That is good to go, so you can listen there again. We apologize that there was a delay. We had to wait on Spotify for that and then get the RSS feeds all configured, so... That has been fixed. That is good to go. And uh, hopefully you will continue to listen there or wherever you please. We're available on a lot of platforms. But enough of the housekeeping. Dustin Carrick, how have you been? What have you been up to? What have you been playing? Go for it. Go ahead. 
Uh, well, for me, man, it's been, as I, I was telling you guys before the show, it's been a busy week. Uh, we just put out a nearly four hour, not quite four hour, but four hour episode of Sacred Symbols today. So it's on our Patreon. Uh, that'll be available on Monday to everybody, but it was a pretty fun episode to do. We also launched our merch line, which you guys talked about in Defining Duke. Yes. So uh, any Last Stand fans out there can check it out. But as far as for for me personally, I've uh, so I'm still diving more into Persona Five Strikers. But hmm. do you ever just have a week and it's like you maybe I maybe will have like an hour or two at a time, but something doesn't feel right. Where I'm like I don't want to dive into this game. Yeah, you know, right your now time is, your time is finite with it. Right. So I don't know. I'm hoping to get a ton of time in tomorrow though. But I've been giving you updates, you guys, updates about my streaming games. And so I've started Dark Souls 3, finally, after uh, finally finishing Dark Souls 2. I told you guys, dude, Dark Souls 3 fucking rules. It It does, huh? It's awesome. And a lot of people already know this, but maybe maybe you don't. So I want to put out the PSA that if you have Dark Souls 3, you play it on a PlayStation 5. You're going to get that at 60 FPS locked. Mm. I don't know about locked. It's Mostly I can't tell any heard. frame dips at all from what my playthrough. I didn't I didn't notice anything. I didn't have a frame timer, but nothing ever jumped out to me during what during my play. And uh yeah, it's been awesome to go back. I it, it's a weird feeling because it's that I put like 70 hours into Dark Souls 3 when it initially came out. And I have not touched it since 2016. So going back is this weird feeling of remembering that 70 hours, but also like it, it feels new again in a lot of ways. That's the best. So feeling. yeah. And it's just cool too this time. I have a really unique perspective in that I just played Dark Souls 1 and 2. So I can immediately feel the changes, the the bloodborne influence, the combat has never been stronger when it comes to Dark Souls in particular. Have you uh, felt like any burnout with uh, just Souls after Souls after Souls? Or are you like, is it just because you're pacing out with other games? Like you have Strikers in the mix now. I'm just curious because sometimes I do have those moments where I, I burst through a series or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes I, I have that mentality. You're going through with it. That's what's so impressive about it. You are going back to back to back and so on and so forth. It's It's really impressive actually when I think about it. Honestly, like thinking about it now, I would think that I would have gotten burned out because it was like Sekiro Platinum, Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls 2, now Dark Souls 3. And I I would think that I'd be burned out, but I'm not. And I don't know if it's just because I'm saving it for streaming. That might be part of it. Mm. So just because I it like forces me to play a few times a week for two to three hours. Um and so, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, like, looking forward. In fact, I haven't been able to stream definitely not. I didn't yesterday or I think the day before. Anyway, my my schedule's all over the place. So sometimes I have to go a few days without streaming. And, like, right now, I'm, ex- I'm like, super excited for streaming tomorrow. Like, I'm really, really excited to dive back into that game. So... But yeah, the question is, though, once I'm done with Dark Souls 3, is do I play Bloodborne? Mm. But I feel like I can't. I can't until it's patched. I would wait. But, Not because I think it's like, oh, I know it's happening soon. Just I would wait because I would regret it if I got 
40 hours Same. into a 30 fps playthrough and then boom there it is i mean we'll talk about obviously final fantasy 7 remake later but i anticipate I something that. on that level hopefully with bloodborne maybe not the expansion but uh the level of quality of life enhancements that that are being brought to the table and right. visuals i i hope for that but i would be kicking myself if i finally bit the bullet after four years and then boom there's the the patch that we've all waited for so i'll continue Which... to cross my fingers Something interesting that someone told me about is, and I verified this, uh, Bloodborne is going, has scheduled maintenance at the beginning of March on mm. uh, the next, I think it's March 3rd. Now I did verify, I went and I looked and there was one scheduled maintenance in 2020. So early 2020. So this really could be a yearly routine that they do just schedule me they just clean up you know whatever but there's still there's part of me that has to to hope that yeah, maybe this is happening uh next week but i highly doubt it also but it is interesting all right. but that's all for me Carrick? um outriders i oh, did yeah. a video on outriders and uh played i think i played four four or five five or six hours of that um and that unfortunately made me so sick that I didn't play anything last night. Prior to that, prior to Outriders, I'd been playing. Um, it ruined gaming of... for you. <laughs> uh, no, it's just that <laughs> shaky cam. Luckily, they oh, have admitted yeah. they are removing it because I've never in my life experienced. It made District 9 look like a documentary made by the most still-handed person in the world. I've never in my life <laughs> experienced shaky like I, I didn't want to say anything, and I finally tweeted it, and everybody was like, "Oh, thank God!" Somebody mentioned like, I've never seen shaky cam when a character's sitting at a bar, and it would just be like, "Yeah, that that would give me vertigo, man." It uh, no, it did. I was so <laughs> ill that Reg was like, "VR illness," because VR illness to me is one that knocks me out for the day um, if I'm not really careful. And I was like, "Dude, it's really close," because I puked. Like it was, but it was because I played it really Holy early shit. in the morning, and I have a big TV. I took oh. my pills because I knew that there was shaky cam because a developer warned me. They were like, dude, it's pretty heavy shaky cam. And I was just, I think, sitting a little too close and playing it. And it just, and I played a lot of hours to do my preview. And it just, it caught up with me, man. And like, it was, it was bad. I mean, that was, wow. that was horrible. Um, The game itself also, not the greatest. And that was, that was interesting. One of the better stories I've ever seen in a looter shooter though. So even if I never played this game again, once the story came out, I will probably download like that's this is the first time where I've been like, oh, holy shit. I care about these kids. Like, this is good. Like, it, it, without awesome riders? characters. Yes. Really? Yes. Really? Yeah. It was cool, too, to mention it and see people's videos already yesterday where they're like the best story possibly in a looter shooter. And I would agree. Like, I actually I, I think it was Delrith or somebody was like, oh, yeah, he posted this morning. He's like in just a couple cutscenes, That game has more world building than any other looter shooter wow. like and wow. this this character comes in and i was just like what the fuck's going it was just so good i just wish the gameplay was even near that and that's the like bad level design i don't know mm. we'll have to see how that ends up coming out i think it's just a demo you never know right um yeah it's a good indicator you never know yeah you never know yeah yeah i hope not but it's interesting just because when i played it in august which was a totally different build i should make everyone clear of that um the story to me was that kind of 
B tier cheesiness like Bullet Storm, and I was like, yeah, you know, I kind of disregarded. There's literally nothing B B cheese in this part. Now this is a starting, so I don't know when you played. I I was in the middle, kind of. Dude, I'm. Oh, well, that's sort of scary, right? Because maybe that means it falls. But maybe it develops. And this is straight up World War II dark shit going on. They're hanging people by the neck, flamethrowing them, while you're in the back of a truck being led to your death, right at the starting. Like I was all. This is dark as fuck. And then wow. you're fighting okay. other guys that have your powers. Hmm. And there's a guy straight out of Deus Ex. I swear to God. I swear to God it's Adam Jensen's voice. But he is this guy. He is so fucking cool. I don't even know what he is. But he's like, <laughs> he's on your team, but not on your team, but on your team. And maybe the bad guys are the good guys and the good guys. But he's like, you don't know. And I was just sitting there the entire time going like, man, if the rest of the game was like this, I would, like, I would this be the most exciting demo i've played in years so Hmm. it's unfortunate that what you saw hopefully that's like maybe a side thing um yeah but yeah i was really really stoked to see people like positive about it because you never know when you're playing something if everybody's going to feel the same way same thing with emotion sickness i was like i don't want people to be like you're just hammering on it because i wasn't at all i just it was over the top luckily square has stated they're fixing it so i think that's cool um the other thing i was playing was um so I use Moonshine, uh, sorry, Moon, yeah, Moonshine, which is a streaming software uh, to stream to your tablet. So you can use Steam Link. You can use, uh, there's a couple programs. I use Moonshine because it has some extra options. And lately I've been testing a freak ton of games, brand new, old, to see how they work. And you can use a virtual controller on the front of the screen. You know, uh, there's various ways you can do it. And that's been a blast to check that out because, dude, it is I was playing Disney Infinity on my tablet in bed, just going like, holy fuck, is there a game that looks better than this? Like, like it's so weird because it's a smaller screen, so you can crank the graphics. Yeah. And I'm just playing it. And even my wife was watching over my shoulder going like, holy fuck, that looks incredible. And I'm like, yeah, because she thought it was the tablet. And I'm like, no, it's streaming. It's not an Android. It's not mm-hmm. like a mobile game. It's streaming. Um Mordor, Shadow of Mordor I played. A little harder because you have to hold down a button to stealth in that game. And holding a virtual button down, never yeah. a good sign, right? right. Um, but, dude, I've been having the, the, just the time of my life streaming using that um, and testing games and just seeing, like, what games, you know, I love but haven't played in a while that might be fun laying in bed and playing. Hmm. So that's been that's been sort of a tech kind of thing for me. That's Neat. about it. It's hey, I have a question. Oh, good. Okay. I was just going to say it's funny about because Outriders, just to quickly pick that back up, it, it's funny because you didn't like the gameplay. I thought that was like the, the most fun part because it reminded me a lot of how Mass Effect played, um, albeit a little Ooh. more locomotive. You know, you were, you were, you were, or kinetic rather. You were like all over the place. And... Right. But didn't you just say you were in the middle? Yeah. True. Okay. So, and they gave totally us a pretty, pretty fulfilling right. build, right? So, right. Here, point. the best gun I got was a gun. It was the worst designed gun I'd ever seen. It was a tube. (laughs) Yeah, it would no lie. And your powers I had were like you know throw flame, pull a dude together, pull a dude towards you with flame, and another one with flame. Which by which admittedly I wasn't in. I didn't hate. Um, but it was you were no you were at the starting, you know. And yeah, um, but I would say to me the big thing wasn't necessarily that it was bad. It was that the level design is 
atrocious in that starting with temporary walls everywhere for you to hide behind. And it is such a immersion killer to come into an area and see 45 walls between you and the enemy just so you can hide behind it. It's just, I'm not, I think that gameplay's gone out for years. And if even Gears gets shit on, the, even the the last Gears got shit on for that. And this game, that's all it is. Mm. Like you go to a spot and there's literally just thousands of these, you know, small places for you to hide behind, lean over and shoot, stuff like that, you know. So yeah, it wasn't bad you. as much as, as uh, I was hoping for a little bit more. But hey, gotcha. we'll see. Story's yeah, fingers crossed. primo to me, so... All right, I'm I think I think uh, D- Dustin, were you going to ask me something about Moonshine? Before, we, before, well, before we got to get to the news, I had to ask both of you just really quick because oh. I trust you guys when it comes to video games. Thank you. Do I need to play this Valheim game that is oh, tearing I... up the charts right now? <laughs> I know nothing about it. I haven't paid Neither do I. I've someone never seen comment, a, a moment of this game. And, and they were just I, like, hey, Maddie, you're like the only person who's not playing Valheim. And I don't know. I feel like that's par for the course. I don't hop on really any significant trend just because like when I stream Fall Guys, like my, that performed far worse than a Dragon Age Inquisition stream. So I'm like, why am I going to waste my time with some of these games that I don't care about? And if they caught fire and they built my audience, like I don't want a Fall Guys audience, for example. So same thing with Valheim. I just um, survival games don't light my fire too often. Me so neither. I just... I don't know. I heard it's like a, a, a significant shift from what uh, survival games uh, typically oh. do. No? Dude, I have 20 hours in it. It is purely hyped up due to the cyberpunk okay. failure. It okay. is purely people responding. Yeah, because people are responding to games that have turned out to be shit. And Valheim is not shit. It is quite well done, but it is quite boringly well done. It is exactly what you would want that you never get from these early access games, which is a stable, polished title. We don't get these in survival games. I've played every survival game on Steam early access, and half of them are shit, right? They're, like, missing stuff. Valheim is not that. It's just it doesn't do anything crazy. It's got some boss experiences. I've only done 20 hours, so maybe it magically at hour 21 gets, you know, does no, something no. amazing. If you put 20 hours, do you... You to me, know. that's a that's respectful amount too. of time to give your opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it is a very solid game that isn't really doing anything spectacular, but gamers have reset themselves, and I think that that's a huge positive. Gamers have, especially with Cyberpunk having come out, even my entire Discord has now a chat section just for pre- and post-Cyberpunk because the hype for Cyberpunk and how it delivered allows them to experience games that maybe they wouldn't have been so highly in they wouldn't have enjoyed so much, but they realized that like their hype was too much. And with right. Valheim, it's a good, solid, good, solid uh, uh, EA game that rarely do you see that solidness come out. Um, it's just, if you aren't looking for a survival game, I can see nothing about it that would make you go, oh my God, like I have mm. to play this one. Um, mm. It's good though. It's just not, the level i've seen a lot of people you know oh my god and i'm all really oh my god or is it oh my god because it's finally shown up without a bunch of bugs which i'm sorry survival games are rough on early access usually and this is an early adopter of the forest yes (laughs) (laughs) rust forest the raft right rust the raft the forest they're all one word right wow that just (laughs) that's strange you should try it though i mean you might you know it's at least it's not bad that's the cool thing. It's good at what it does uh, and better than most at what it does. It's just not 
a title that would make you say, I want to do survival instead of Dark Souls, I guess is what I was trying to say. Right, yeah. I'm looking at the Steam charts right now. It's, I mean, it's either that for $20 or Honey Pop 2 Double Date for $20. So, well, I think decisions. the jury's out then. I think you're going to have to, what is, what is have to put that up for a vote because that's a hard dude, discussion. Or that's a hard discussion. Do I want to know I what love, Honey Pop is? Dude, I, I, don't regularly, I regularly look at the top Steam charts just to see what is you know what the pulse of the pc space is mm-hmm. and this honey pop 2 game looks like just fucking like a pervert paradise right here oh i mean this shit i mean it's in the top 10 right now on steam oh. so it's uh nice it looks like an experience we, right. I, i'll say that it looks like it looks like something else i mean maybe maybe it's great it's very Perhaps. positive reviews. I, I know literally nothing about. I yeah. <laughs> Sounds well, dirty though. Oh, very. I don't know anything about it either, other than what I'm seeing right now. So maybe I should learn though. Roll the dice, Valheim's man. still up there. You said that's good. Valheim that's good. is number because, one. See, and that's the thing is, even though I'm not at, like in love with it, I still there's nothing wrong. Like to me, that's where it should be because what it's showing is early access the way it should be. Which mm. is that it doesn't mean you're going to buy a broken piece of crap. It means that it won't have all the stuff. And to and I'm okay with that. Like, that that's the way it should be. And it's nice to see them get rewarded for that. And uh, also, it's the only game I've ever seen where if you chop down trees, that tree will chop down other trees by rolling, which I thought was awesome. So you can <laughs> cool. kill. Like, if, an- if enemies are coming at you, trolls, if you go up to the top of a hill and they're coming up, you can chop the tree, the tree will fall, and then roll down and kill, like, deer. And and one time, I needed, like, food, leather, bad guys, like, all this stuff. One tree gave me, like, everything I needed because it just <laughs> rolls down and kills everybody and, and all this stuff. And I was like, this is amazing. That was That was genuinely very fun. But... Um, I think I'm also just not probably the f- fan of survival games I used to be. Want to punch a tree again? Yes. You know, Absolutely. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. <laughs> just <laughs> over and over. Uh, let's see here. I I have been playing two games. I finished Fire Emblem finally. Finished, oh hell yeah! I finished Blue Lions playthrough. Uh, second half of the game was much stronger. Uh, yes first half not good i hope when the next fire emblem comes out they do not do this university mechanic they executed it horribly in my opinion especially in the second half of the game i was just like on autopilot because you get these activity points there's no i'm not even looking for choice of consequence here but there's no thought behind there's not enough activities to 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 supplement the you'll get 10 activity points by the end of the game and so you spend them by training, doing tournaments if you want, um, which you, by the way, don't really play. You have a student enter the tournament. You can get rewards. Um, you can spend them by fishing uh, and then like eating with your students, which is probably the best way to do it. Because as you eat with your students and you raise their morale, you can then train them in class and that'll supplement their build. So there's a loop there that makes sense. At first you go, oh, okay, this this is good. But eventually by hour 15 i was doing this and and so 30 hours later you know i finished it in 45 um you're just constantly going and eating eight meals with your students raising everyone's morale and then waiting to the next day and then giving them xp and fortifying their builds so i just hope they don't do it again and if they do decide to do it they, they need to add a lot more activities to because like the way persona works and that's the thing a lot of companies try to do things 
they take Persona's ideas and try to alter them. It's one of the few formulas I go, I look at and say, why don't you just do what they're doing? Just one thing in the daytime, one thing in the evening, call it a day. Make it worthwhile. Give them uh, perks, bonuses, reward them. But don't make it where you got to see everything. And uh, that's what this game tried to do. And, and, And when you combine that with running around the campus for everything, you can just fast travel a million load screens. And um, the side quests aren't very good at all. You know, what is good is parts of the main story and the combat plus the sound effects, the most iconic sound effects in gaming, in my opinion. I I adore them. Uh, They're my, or I should say they're my favorite, not the most iconic. Um, But yeah, I finished that. And so uh, now that that's off my backward or uh, my my backlog, um, I don't know if I'm going to go and play other routes. Um, I've, I've, uh, I've had my fill. I, I kind of just finished it and had a hankering for what I love about Fire Emblem. And so I might just go back to like Awakening or the Fate series on the DS because what I like about Fire Emblem is the like support system and then and then having these characters like romance each other and then the kids they have have their own stories and, and kind of building your own unique army. I think that's cool. Um, so yeah, that is the plan. And then uh, I've moved over to Sonic Unleashed. I don't... Like, my buddy's a huge Sonic fan. <laughs> he's a big Sonic fan. And so he's just like, you got to play this game, man. And I thought, ah, fuck it. All right, why not? So it's been an experience, man. It is. It really has been. I, it, actually, I kind of regret not live streaming it on my channel because even though I, it has nothing to do with the content I do, the I've been streaming it to my Discord server, and it has been fucking hilarious. Like, there are some levels that are really fun and and good and entertaining but because like it has a good locomotion you're you're going fast you know it it rewards your reactions and mastery of the level and you think wow they got something here and there are some levels that drove me up a wall i was losing it man it was fucking terrible so uh, a real interesting back and forth we're almost done with that though i have four of the continents saved i'm moving on to my fifth out of six so i will probably have this game beat by uh the weekend definitely uh no idea why I'm doing this, but other than, hey, there's nothing else to play. So, What version did you say you're playing? I'm, uh, I'm playing on Series X, so the 360 okay, back compat. So, yeah, the, the frame rate stuff is pretty much gone. It chugs mm, right. very subtly every now and then, which is kind of hilarious. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, it's... Even the Series X can't handle it can't Sonic be awesome. Unleashed. Yeah. yeah. True. So, yeah, Damn. that's what I have been playing. It's It's got a great soundtrack, though. Criminally underrated soundtrack. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, gentlemen, we have tons of, tons of, tons of news to get into, so let's dive right in. Let's get started with Anthem Next. So for those who have not been caught up, Anthem Next was rumored to be getting um, reviewed by EA. They were looking into it, seeing how far it had come, and then they would make a decision for the future. So lots of opinions are being slung around the industry. Should it stay? Should it go? Should we give them a chance? If it does stay, what happens? If it does go, what happens? We got our answer. Bioware officially announced that they are canceling 
Anthem Next. They are no longer supporting it. They are just leaving the servers on and that they have said they are going to laser their focus onto the next Dragon Age, Mass Effect games, as well as uh, new updates for Star Wars The Old Republic, which I thought was quite interesting. Then there was a follow-up report by Jason Schreier over at Bloomberg that a lot of people are very happy with, uh, indicating that Dragon Age 4, which is going to be the next game from BioWare after Mass Effect Legendary Edition, uh, has dropped its multiplayer mechanics entirely. Uh, Originally, they were creating a game that was schemed to be long-term monetization. Uh, It had multiplayer shit in it. And after the failure of Anthem, as well as the major success that was Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, they have said, we are going to make Dragon Age 4 single-player only which is absolutely music to everyone's ears. What's also interesting that I don't see enough people talking about in this report is that this development has been in flux. It started in 2015, um, and it's sort of been on and off shifting visions. You've seen major people from Bioware leave, um, like Mike Laidlaw, uh, Mark Dara left, and they've been shifting positions constantly because people were uh, apparently internally referring to it as Anthem with Dragons, which is horrible to hear. Uh, so now it has moved into single player. And while that's good news, um, I think reading between the lines, not a convincing report for this game, which I don't think will surprise anybody as much as I want Bioware to be healthy and to, to do well, as I think many do. Um, this was not encouraging. The only thing that was encouraging is the realization that EA said, Hey, these single player games can be profitable for us and looked at Jedi Fallen Order as one of them and is acknowledging that. Maybe Bioware is best with where they acquired them, which was, hey, this is a single-player studio making RPGs. That's what they were, and they bought them. They've tried to shift them more and more. We saw Mass Effect 3 get multiplayer, Andromeda had multiplayer, Inquisition had multiplayer, Anthem obviously was a multiplayer game. Uh, so this is actually pretty substantial. Uh, it's, it, it'll be their first game by the time it comes out in, in about a decade that'll have no multiplayer, apparently. So that is something worth discussing. So, gentlemen, from... Anthem, which Carrick's yawn there, I think perfectly symbolizes things, to uh, mm-hmm. Dragon Age 4. Uh, wh- what are you guys making of, of everything that's transpiring for Bioware? Whoever would like to go first, by all means. Um, so the thing that's worrisome... Or, or, okay, so it's great that they're going to go with the full you know, story-based stuff because as somebody got kicked out of Outriders yesterday in the middle of a cool story, I don't want anything that's like connected to the net or service kind of stuff like that. I will say, though, that if they are now saying that they're switching it, they're farther behind than people assume because that's a pretty big switch to put in your game. And that's one of the things that I did point out was you can't have it both ways. If you're stating stating we've decided to make sure that we're not doing this and that, um, and that's the way we were headed, that to me indicates it's farther out than a lot of people would want because Mm -hmm. that is a big change. That is a substantial change, so... I don't know. I'm happy about it. I'm not really. And I'm not, I don't know about you guys, but like Dragon Age to me is like when it comes out, it comes out. I've never been in love with it, nor have I hated it. Um, I did have issues with Inquisition, but I've never, and two, but I've never like, it It doesn't polarize my views ever. So to me, it's just more news and you're like, all right, checks out. That'll be, that's, that's good. They're looking at other titles. And then I just sort of moved on when it came to my discussion. Dustin, what about you? Yeah, so this whole, the whole situation around Anthem Next has always been a little confusing to me, especially 
we saw Jason Schreier's report that I think he said they had like 15 people working on this, which to me just sounds now, oh, 30, even, I mean, yeah. even at 30, yeah, it's not, it's not like w- they, they weren't even really serious about Anthem next to begin with. So why the fuck did they even waste the time? You know, if you're going to, you either do it and do it well and make it successful or you fucking don't. And so honestly, and I feel I, I was telling I was telling Holly this. My wife, we were like on a dog walk, and I sometimes just tell her about like industry stuff going on because she's curious. I was like, you know, I feel bad for those thirty people that that have worked on this for you know months, and it's not an uncommon thing in this industry or many others that a lot of times people work on things for many years and then it just never comes out, yeah. and that doesn't make it any less difficult. But um, so. In reality, though, I think this is a good move. Bioware is at an all-time low right now. Uh, They've had the, I mean, not the ultimate fall from grace, but really, like, have had a really rough time for a long time now. And so I think it's good for them to, you know, leave the past behind, put Anthem behind them. They delivered the product, um, and a lot of people... It's not like it's not a cyberpunk situation or a game or where people didn't get to my understanding. I never played it, but from my understanding, people that spent $60 at launch, played the game, got a decent amount of time out of it. And a lot of them really enjoyed it. It didn't have the legs that EA wanted, but you know, so I'm glad that they're leaving it behind, you know, move on. And, and I think that they kind of got, got that point with, what you were saying about the fact that they're focusing in on Dragon Age and Mass Effect and the idea of Dragon Age switching to a, a single-player game. And and something that I was thinking now, Maddie, when you were going over a lot of this, is that we've, at least me in particular, I've been very hard on, on Bioware. But a lot of this is at EA's hand, you have to imagine, as well. Because, as you were saying trying them to get them to be and do the things that they never were when they got bought, right? Like, it was their idea to come in and force them to make Mass Effect Andromeda on on uh, Frostbite, right? They had the, the ICE initiative, which is the initiative for the common engine, right? That completely... Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that's solely to blame, but that's definitely probably a big part of it. So... Um, and also, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm glad. I hope the initiative is that, all right, what made Bioware great? How do we go back to that? Yeah. Yeah. I, obviously, I have strong feelings about Bioware too, but from a different standpoint, because I, you know, love a lot of the games that they had made over the years. And, you know, for me, it's one of those things where I made a video about this and I said that while a lot of people are trying to, you know, cut down Bioware and, you know, they're like, oh, they're worthless now. I think people aren't thinking that extra step ahead of what happens when, let's say, Bioware folds and they are gone. I think that's like a major, major blow to the whole industry because what happens is you've got like a, a greedfall, which sort of puts it all on the table you know, they're a double A game trying to push into triple A. 
And not only that, but they wanted to try to fill that void Bioware's leaving. And so what's happening is it's creating this single-player RPG competition. And Bioware's in this very unique, luxurious position where despite all these flops, people are still looking and hungry at that to play their games. And so for me, I, I look at it and think to myself, like, I, I want them to succeed. And I don't think any many don't want them to, but many are saying, like, it's only a matter of time before they get shut down. I just want them to get shut down already. And I think of Visceral Games, a company that EA did shut down and one that I think is sorely missed. I mean, they made some really cool games, some unique experiences. And we don't want to see EA fold this company into Apex Legends, kind of like we saw happen with Paragon, where they said, yep, let's just roll this. All these developers who are working on this cool third-person MOBA, is it as big as Fortnite? No, but they took all those devs and rolled them right into Fortnite just to create this like thousand-plus person team. And... You know, I don't think we want that because then, you know, what's left? EA Originals, EA Sports, and DICE? I, I don't, you know, I think people are undermining the importance of them. They have to get this right, you know, of course. The only thing I will say is that at least even with Inquisition as flawed as I think it was, there is a lot of competency there. What they're showing lately is just pure mismanagement. And when it comes to EA... It's interesting because they definitely are pushing the monetization schemes and the long run stuff with Bioware because they they got acquired by EA and then suddenly started doing online shit. It's it's no coincidence and that it stayed at that and that their work, according to Jason Schreier's reports, uh, internally there was a lot of back and forth. So you know, it, it just it, it's one of those things where I I just hope they they figure it out eventually. And uh, this is a good step, but it's still it's still relatively concerning to me. Carrick, do you have any additional thoughts, by the way? Not really for this one. Um, I didn't read the original tweet, but I think somebody did send it to me in a DM where I think Jason or somebody was saying that internally there were actually a lot of Bioware uh, developers who wanted a service game. And there were also some... Uh, EA that didn't want a service game and how that can be confusing to people. And I think people just need to remember that um, if you have the term publisher in your title, it doesn't mean you're instantly a bad guy. And if you have the yeah. term developer on your title, it doesn't mean you're instantly a good guy. And there's so many nuances here. It's just really cool that they came and they looked at their pattern and were like, that pattern's obviously not working. And to me, that's sort of what I get out of it is more more than anything is that uh if ea can look at a pattern and the pattern agrees which is why we're in agreement so if their pattern didn't agree you know we may not like it but we're like oh it works for them i do like that this particular pattern of making that game single player fits my pattern that i want but right. i'm also always ready that it won't i'm always like at any point if if it doesn't have to fit that you know, it won't. Um, I would personally like to see companies go back to uh, expansion type stuff like Shivering Isles oh, and stuff God, like that. Um, <laughs> I would kill to see, you know, well, I mean, you know, we, we all didn't love Outer Worlds and its DLC. Gorgon, they've got another one coming. Those are a little smaller. There's about eight or ten. But I would love to see those kind of things continue to come out and even get bigger if they're good. I would I would kill for that. Far Harbor. How many hours was Far Harbor? About Do you remember? Yeah. About so, 20. I mean, that's a pretty sizable, that is beyond the norm, I think, when you look at current expansions and stuff. So I'm hoping that, you know, if this does well, they'll look at that kind of expansion versus service, you know, versus like 
microtransactions, but instead look at expansions and stuff. Yeah, I, you know, the thing is, is that it's interesting with EA. I, I, I actually missed my original point, so I apologize. But EA gets scapegoated a lot, and it's funny because they showed a lot of patience with Anthem, and I wonder if it's because it just rolled into maybe what some of them wanted, right? Because they they waited about six years, seven years for Bioware to figure it out, and then they did get a lot of chances. Right. And so yeah. it's interesting where I don't think there's a clear cut bad guy here. I think it's a clear cut like they're making a business move. They've pushed it onto Bioware. Bioware has responded. Some of them do want it. And I, I get why, because probably as a developer, there's a degree of security when you're when you're a popular service game. There is that uh, that that excitement of the, the evolving thing that everyone's you know, paying attention to. So I, I totally believe that there are some people internally. I don't think they're all like a one track mind of like single player. And EA's like, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's the case whatsoever. I think it's very foolish for people to think of it that way. But what's always been interesting to me with this is ever since this whole dragon age four write up came out is that a lot of people have sort of ignored the messy development, kind of like what you said, Carrick at the beginning of all this, that uh, it just really indicates that this game's further off than I thought. You know, they, they're yeah, saying, me too. I, I was thinking 2022. I'm like, no way. If they're if they're yeah. now just figuring out, we're doing single player only, and they're pulling out all these other things. You're gonna either see one of two things. This game comes out in 2022, and you go something. You get that feeling something's <laughs> off here. Right. Something's something's missing in this section of the game, or this was supposed to be something else. And the reason uh, I think this way is because look at Avengers. There are moments in Avengers you're playing and you think, hey, this is a single-player story-driven game where you're playing as multiple members of the Avengers squad. And then it introduces this world map and you're like, this feels like a whole different fucking game. What happened? And so I'm thinking Dragon Age may have that. Like they were going to take the war table from Inquisition, make it this whole online thing. And maybe now that's like their version of what what Avengers was doing and and they are going to try to turn that back into something single-player. I just think it's disappointing because I thought Inquisition had a lot of good ideas that if you refine them, actually, yeah, like actually could have been phenomenal. Not that they were so bad; they were just like really holding you down. And I, I, yeah, so I, I just I really am crossing my fingers. Inquisition needed a little bit more. It would have been nice to have somebody with. Oh, sorry, shit. Would have been nice to have somebody with a little bit of focus just a little bit more focus they might have been able to figure that out yeah i i talked about in a video like a dragon age legendary edition kind of as a joke right like but more speculative kind of fun yeah like let's let's see what what happens here with this and um you know i was i was thinking to myself how um imagine if they took inquisition and they said like let's rework how power balancing works and completely change how much is dealt out to the player because while it's still there at least it wouldn't be as grindy because I guarantee like 10 of my hours were spent just getting power to then go to the next story beat. And instead, if they said, let's give this thing here, instead of it giving you one power, it gives you four. So you can get to that next part quicker. And I would replay the game much more. I think also I would love to see a remake because I know you said it was sort of a joke, but um, I told you I played with the camera mod and it completely changed the way I felt about the game. And the the narrative that I took in, I feel the same way when I play a Switch version of a normal game, like Switch uh, Skyrim on the Switch. Mm-hmm. I actually paid far more attention to the story ever in the Switch version because it's right in my face. There's no Discord. There, it's not a 50 inch screen. It's right there. And I'm and to me, I'd love to see them adjust the camera a little bit and then maybe have somebody you know remove some of the quests in the hinterlands. There's right. there were parts of Inquisition that were really fun. Yeah, exactly. And and if they did that with some combat balancing, oh man, like I'd be 
I'd be very pleased. So yeah, very much so. We'll see what uh, what transpires with that. But <clears throat> for now, unless anyone has any additional thoughts, we can move into our next topic. All right. Next up is a major event for Bethesda that's being rumored. So for those who haven't been paying attention or maybe not listening to a little Defining Duke, which we would appreciate, go ahead, check that out on Last Stand Media's YouTube channel or various platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts. It's myself, Carrick, Xbox-themed show with some pc stuff in there and uh this was our major topic for that episode where we talked about um how bethesda has uh, the the acquisition of bethesda rather from xbox is is proceeding as expected and that we should have an answer soon as to what's going on with the future of both these companies becoming one so jeff grubb of venture beat who uh, i think is most known at least on this channel for his leaking of um of Mass Effect Legendary Edition and his updates afterwards uh, said that Bethesda and Xbox will be acknowledging this in a big way, talking about it, letting people know what this means for the future, and um, has suggested that some type of event will be taking place. And so I've seen a lot of, by the way, YouTube channels and press turn it into a Xbox event. That is not the rumor. It is a Bethesda event. That Hold is up. the rumor. That's not... I. He wasn't really clear, though, about it in what I read. That's what we yeah. talked about in Defining Duke. Is yeah, To me, it, it sounded just like a dude talking just like we would, saying there's going to be some stuff, I'm sure, where they're going to talk about it, I'm sure. And that, and it's become this, whatever, it's become monster. Yeah, man. Yeah, so... So basically what I'm saying is, though, you can't say that it's just going to be a Bethesda event just as much as we can't say it's going to be a big event. No, because I think the reality is that the timing of the event would suggest with where Bethesda's deal has at, at the latest Bethesda's deal has to go through by March 5th. And so if the event, whatever event transpires in uh, uh, March is going to be anything, I think it's more likely to be a Bethesda event to celebrate the official acquisition. If they guess, do a whole Xbox event, hey, I'm not going to complain. Well, That's... why wouldn't they? I mean, Nintendo did a big event. Mm. Sony did uh, an event. <laughs> we'll talk about that. So, I mean, I don't know. I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pull from that that it's like just a Bethesda event because that's when the deal. I feel like they are waiting to do whatever it is before that because that would clearly be a part of it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he said that. I can bring up his exact quote, but I know he said he's like just talking about the acquisition in general, that Bethesda's acquisition will be acknowledged in a big way, uh, but not a direct styled event. I thought he said he didn't know if it would be a direct style. I don't know. Maybe let's let, let's look it up. Cause I, we, I think we I, have mean, both... I looked it up when we talked about it in the defining Duke. And to me, it's, I mean, it sounded just like us saying there's going to be something because they need to do this stuff. It it none of nothing in that actual original comment indicates knowledge. It just yeah, indicates us that. talking almost like us saying, "Of course they'll do it," and it, that's why it goes on to say that. Then it does sort of adjust to like internal knowledge, which some of us, you know, sometimes you'll say this may happen, but then you'll slip up, and it sounds like you know it's going to happen, or vice versa. So maybe that's what it was. But I think mm -hmm. the big problem is is. Um, really that quote and everything about it is sort of par for the course. Of course, they'll do something like, I don't know why people aren't just like, 
are going to, somebody's going to do something about something. Let's talk about what that something might be instead of his particular quote, because we all know that'll happen. Something will happen. Obviously. That's why I think it'll be not just a Bethesda event. It doesn't make sense to me for Microsoft to be like, let's just celebrate these guys. Well, I mean, look at NXiles there and Obsidian's there. Like, why would you not, dude, why would you not come out? I think, yeah. I mean, when I think about it a little more broadly, yeah, I think there is definitely potential for more. Like, you know, is there Wasteland 3 DLC coming? Forza Horizon 5, is that coming? Do they have an an update on Avowed Ready or Grounded? Obviously, Starfield, you could cap off the show with something like that. Halo Infinite needs to get a re-reveal soon. We're going to be talking about improvements and screenshots later. So maybe that's chugging along. There's definitely, you know, if the game was supposed to release in, what was it, November last year, there's definitely enough for them to go in and show stuff. Um, And so, yeah, once again, this is something I would love to be, I wouldn't even say incorrect about, but at the end of the day, like, corrected on Um, just because... I would love to see more of what Xbox is doing. And and what's kind of interesting is we've seen Nintendo come out with a big show. I enjoyed their show. State of Play, I was like, eh, on. Uh, so I feel like Xbox just has a chance now where if they're not thinking about Beyond Bethesda, they should be now because I think they have a chance to just take all of the, the air out of the room from from other companies where the, their conversations are done, right? We, we now know for a fact they have, like, shot their load. It, it's over, right? They, they are... They are done talking for a little bit until there's more to talk about. Xbox now has everything on the table to come out and talk about stuff. So we can talk about it more broadly than that. I apologize. If if it is to be no, a I, I never once thought it was you saying it. I thought you were, just so you know, this entire time I thought you were just saying that other people, not you, but that other people I'm going based off that Jeff's so quote and then. Yeah. 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 I never thought it was like you magically waking up and saying it's only going to be Bethesda. In fact. That's exactly the opposite of what I got when we were in Defining Duke talking about it, as in the opposite thought process I had of what you were saying about it. Mm-hmm. I thought you this entire time you're, you're basically just saying this is what people are saying. And this is if those people are right, this is what it could what form it could take. Um, but if we're talking about just our own general feelings, I don't think. I don't think anybody here thinks just a Bethesda event makes sense, right? Yeah, if Deathloop and Ghostwire weren't exclusive to PlayStation, then they would have something right but you have starfield and maybe wolfenstein 3 that's why i thought originally they were just going to do a um i i i totally could see them saying here's an xbox wire post uh write-ups from the various studios involved and what this means for their games and kind of just go from there with like a documentary style video you know you see them walking down the hallways of Bethesda Game Studios, and because of Xbox, we're able to make games that we never were before. And it's like, yeah, that's ah. exactly what I was saying in the Defining Duke. <laughs> that exact yeah. idea of of that event occurring that makes sense to me. Yeah, I feel like that's something that would would definitely happen. It's funny. It, my, I don't know why this just came to mind, but my friends and I have noticed something. If you go to Phil Spencer's Twitter profile, I found mm-hmm. out his favorite word. What? It's great, great, great. Oh. We got some great games coming up. Just keep waiting. Keep waiting for the great games. Dude, he just... I I was looking at his Twitter profile. Everything is great. Great team. Great games. Great fans. It's so fucking funny. But uh, anyway, when it comes to uh, things you want to see from Xbox, what are you guys most anticipating? Um, I know there's just a lot of wait and see for this company. Uh, so now's a good chance to just put out there, like you know, do you, what what title out of their portfolio would you want to see more of? 
Or also Hellblade Two. Hellblade Two, I think, is more. Hellblade would be okay with me, but Forza and Fable are the two like big top dogs for me. Mm. Sure. Blinks the time sweeping cat. Hmm. Wow, you're gonna say that with your dog in your lap, man? Well, you know, I'm a Blinks Viva fan. Viva Pinata Three. <laughs> Actually, oh, gosh. I've okay, I was joking. I was trolling about Blinks. I have no affiliation with the, that cat, that time-sweeping cat. I don't know him. But Viva Pinata, I'd be down. I mean, yeah, I've never played Viva Pinata, so... Dude, you've missed out. I know. You Apparently, still could. I could, right? But you don't yeah. know the fucking soundtrack. Dude. Man. Filled with fun. Filled that game's... <laughs> the first one is, like, surprisingly hard. In a lot yeah. of points. Yeah. Yeah. No, they didn't. It'll crush it was you. weird. It, yeah. It was like, we're going to make it look fun or something. And, but you were trying to breed to get a fire duck or whatever. And you were like, the fuck? Everything's and going wrong. Someone will, I think it's like a fox or someone will come fucking eat one of your pinatas. It's yeah, devastating. I think in the first one, you have the animals that go, walk around the side of the park, right? Walk, Did or, they change that the in, in uh, the. In, uh, in two, they've got the two. two person. I cannot remember the if you, how your guy. They can die for sure though, because you can hear that, and they're like uh, explode. I just can't remember what it was that was uh, that was chasing them at the time. It might have been. Yeah. Hmm. I have no idea. I'm trying what you to think though. About. I know, but that's you just <laughs> sucking on the hind tit of fucking awesomeness, dude. <laughs> oh shit! You should try it. You'll love it. Dude, it's it's amazing. Even the auto holds so. up today. It holds up today. Really? But I mean, Fable. I think we're at that point. I really, really feel so? like we're at the. Yeah, to see. No, I I want to make sure I'm clear. We're we're at the point where people are tired of not seeing anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would love. I do. I want a new Fable more than anyone. <laughs> I just, I just I made so many videos about that when the rumors were swirling. I was so fucking excited, and just every E3, I'm like, where's Fable? Fable. I'm, I'm excited to see playground games pivot into something potentially bigger and grander yeah. than they are. That's that's yeah. to me the more exciting prospect. Um, and getting They're new massive. eyes and minds on Fable. Yeah, right. That's that's the they other thing. Like, massive, mm. so yeah, I I'm in agreement with that. Yeah, more Fable. I don't know, man. I I hope it is a full Xbox event. That would be that would be really cool if they did well, something like that. I feel like it just made well. So both Sony and Microsoft or. No, Sony and Nintendo, their events kind of detailed, like, mostly up until E3 and then, like, a few teasers for stuff that's early next year, which, I don't know, does Xbox have the lineup? Uh, like, do they even, and I don't mean this in a, in a you know, uh, inflammatory way, do they have anything coming out between now and, and June to detail yeah, that's the thing. I don't think like, anything's close. I don't. I, that's why I'm wondering how big of a trigger they want to pull because I don't know if anything's close. Right. Where where Sony's got a, a a couple of titles like Returnal. You've got Ratchet and Clank, and some other cool things in between that are happening, like Final Fantasy's new episode, and that's great. But I don't know. I think Xbox is just. I view them as more slated to just have like three big games in the fall. And sort of let that be it. Maybe stuff, some stuff comes earlier that we don't know about. What? Just okay. So we're on the same page. What? Are, what would those three titles be? Obviously, Halo, Forza, Starfield. Is is Forza this year? Did they confirm that? 
No. This is I'm speculating. Oh, okay, speculate. Yeah. I'm well, I would hope I mean I would hope then they ha- that they have more than just Halo. Yeah. I mean nothing's Christmas. indicated to to me that they have stuff ready for this half of the year. Unless like Hellblade 2 has been in development for a while. And they I mean they revealed that game with that the Series X at I think it was the Game Awards. So that one could come out of nowhere and really surprise people. I think whatever Compulsion Games has been working on, that could that could surprise people as at least a reveal or an announcement um, because they did their last DLC in 2019, I want to say. Uh, so for, for We Happy Few, by the way. So that could be one. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's up in the air where Xbox has a really bad knack for announcing way too early in my opinion, mm-hmm. and I would like them to wait. So if this ends up being only Bethesda, because that is the only thing ready to be talked about, and then in June, they're like, here's the full Starfield reveal, so on and so forth. Yeah, that would probably be better, in my opinion. So I have a question for you guys related to this, because I'm I'm curious what the, what the feeling is about Hellblade 2. Do you guys think Hellblade 2 is going to be like Hellblade 1 in that it's a really good game, but it's like a, a play it in a weekend and move on? type game or do you think they're they're taking hellblade to a a new level hellblade's one of those series that when i saw the sequel trailer and i was looking at the big lands that at least the cinematic trailer was trying to portray and i was thinking okay they're indicating maybe here things are bigger it's not a franchise that when i was playing it i felt like it needed to be bigger and right. so that's I'm I'm more than open-minded to seeing what they have to do with this series because I really love the original Hellblade. It was a nice surprise. You know, I, I appreciate what Ninja Theory did where they were, you know, donating money uh, earned from the game to mental health organizations. I thought that was fantastic. And they really put the game on a lot of people's maps. And so I think that was all really good. But I don't know how much... Not Hellblade needs to go beyond it. They should try to strive for more. But what is there... I don't remember this game like tip for tat, but I, I, I can't recall when I finished it feeling like there was more there to be told. Um, so that's just my interpretation where I I don't know if they were like, Hellblade 2 is big open world game. I sit there and think, well, why? You know? Sure, yeah. One thing I will say is the combat. I would like if the combat was expanded upon a little bit more. I, I think there's a way that they can expand upon it without making it, you know, an open world game. I'm just Hellblade. wondering what the scope is because Hellblade was a a forty dollar, I wouldn't call it a budget title, but it was that was kind of their their shtick was it was a a triple A game at a or triple A quality that was shorter and lower in price, but still mm-hmm. you know high quality. So I'm wondering just what the what the goal is. If with this like next project 20 fine crafted hours or something and it was more action adventure than open world i think i would be stoked for that game if yeah. they just but if i heard them say something like open world uh, mm, that would definitely would work i don't think it would for that either. for that game for that yeah i mean who knows we've seen crazy reinventions from game one just, to game two so this is more speculation so i apologize but i just look at Starfield's more than likely going to be open something. I don't know if that'll officially be Xbox exclusive. I think it's open safe universe. To yeah, that's open galaxy. Yeah, they'll, they'll, Todd will hit us with some type of some type of fucking statement like that, and that'll be the new meme. Uh, but you know, Forza Horizon's going to be open world. 
I imagine Fable will be open world to some extent. Halo's really opening it up. Maybe not to the extent of open world. So I feel like Hellblade could just be another open world-ish type of game. Or I think it would be smart for Microsoft to deviate and, and try to deliver some more variety and aim for something not less than, but tighter. I have this feeling, sorry, you made me think of Todd Howard debuting Starfield. (laughs) I think the word of the event will be seamless. We'll talk about how you're seamlessly able Mm. to go into buildings, which Mm. is unlike, you know, the previous uh, Bethesda games. Or the seamless, the ability to seamlessly walk into your ship and fly to another planet or something. Certainly that'd be good. That would be awesome. But Care. who knows? Where, where's your Where's your brain at? I'm sorry that I, I that sounded don't rude. think that. Uh, no, it's not there. I don't think that Hellblade uh, was planned to be a sequel, and I would assume that Microsoft and, of course, the company had hopes of maybe something happening, and then it did well, and that's why most of us are like, "What exactly would that entail?" Because it didn't need a sequel, which is fine. Some of the best sequels in the world, I still feel, are pretty like Rich uh, Empire or Star Wars. Like Star Wars, pretty condensed. I mean, beginning, middle, end worked pretty well, and then you have amazing titles afterwards. But it didn't necessarily need one. So, I'm not comparing Hellblade. I know somebody's going to be like, "Oh my god, <laughs> Star Wars, what?" But uh, I don't know what it'll be. I don't really care too much because i have a feeling it most likely will diverge like oh the main character is dead and this is 10 years later and you're her son or something you know like i have mm-hmm. no clue how that'll even go out uh that's why i didn't mention it because i liked hellblade i thought it was great i don't care about the sequel until i even know why it's there what like forza i know sense. why that's a sequel you know you look at a forza you're like oh, okay it's more cars and he plays yeah. the car's son yeah, like what are you gonna do? But Hellblade, <laughs> I'm okay with. I'm okay with Hellblade never getting a sequel. I'm absolutely fine with that, and I'm also absolutely fine with those guys moving forward with whatever they want to move forward to. It'll be really cool to see. Uh, I think, in all honesty, what I would like to see though is them not get rid of the mental health aspect, and I am very nervous that that'll be tangential or it'll get lost in sequelitis. Because the entire game was based around that. The entire mm-hmm. game. By the way, if you play that game in VR, prepare to fucking... Well, first of all, vomit. This is pretty It's pretty heavily VR. But it's also got amazing audio, right? And yeah. I don't want to see a... I don't even know what you call it. An open world game where you're running around with your sword and all that shit's ignored. I mean, we have that already. Mm-hmm. We have thousands of that. So it doesn't excite me, I guess, of all the games. That one's probably the least exciting. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Until until we see it we learn more. and figure yeah. out where they're headed. Yeah. I love that character though. I just yeah. like that game. 100%. Man. So it's good. good. Microsoft, well, I will oh real quick, I do want to say no, one thing. Sorry. I'm hoping we're all wrong. By the way, I I want to be flatly wrong. My hope is that Microsoft has one of their like over 300 IPs, I believe, they're sitting on. Old and new and does something with an old IP that we're just not at all, you know, expecting to see. Maybe not time blinks or whatever the fuck. It, time, <laughs> time spelling cat. Death or maybe. maybe. Death blinks. 
I fucking or maybe Bl- I mean, who knows? Blinks could be <laughs> awesome, right? It's just a platformer. They could actually do something amazing with that. But uh, I hope they do. I would love Microsoft sitting, Sony, Nintendo. They're all sitting on a shit ton of IPs. I think now would be the time to, you know, go on. work those. Look at Compulsion. What are they doing? What if they were doing something with an old IP of my- Microsoft was like, hey, man, we've got an idea. You know? See, that's a studio that I would love to see them because they they yeah. with We Happy they Few. They tried they, with We Happy Few. You can tell. They, they, they did. And you could tell they wanted to make something bigger with that Grander. game. It, yeah, yeah. It, it did not need to be a survival game. I think that was put in there with procedural <laughs> generation right. just to literally give it some type of uh, length that otherwise would not have been there or some type of gameplay that otherwise may have been tough for them to do. So I'm really excited to see whatever they're working on because that is the closest someone yeah, has gotten, yeah. I feel, to to touching what Bioshock did, like universally, and and it's 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 and obviously the DLC, Maddie. Did you check out the DLC, Mm-mm. bro? You should look at the DLC for that game. It actually tells a story from a different. Per- I don't want to get too far into it, but that game actually had some really cool parts and some not cool cool parts. But the <laughs> DLC right. took some of the very cool parts and did some interesting stuff with it i hmm. they did try and you're right on the bioshock thing like there was a an attempt right almost like yeah. an attempt at a survival looking bioshock game it just it didn't pan out yeah dude i just i i always i, dude, I when love you do the, the opening hours oh yeah you oh, just the fucking joy. charging yeah. down the street on the joy <laughs> and it's so creepy it's so uh it's Orwellian, man. There's something mm-hmm. about that that's just, I don't like that over-the-top joy in a show, in a movie or a show where somebody's like, hello, my name is John. And you're like, yeah. kill him. No yeah. one's that happy. Kill him now because he's a bad guy. <laughs> Here's what we're getting. Mech Assault 3. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can you imagine? Kung Fu Chaos 2. We'll never have um, a racist, but I love it. Uh, Fusion Frenzy 2. Oh, God. <laughs> and... Do you guys remember this game? I've never played it, but I know about it. It's called Whacked. No, no, I don't remember Whacked. I don't. I remember seeing it at the store. It's kind of like edgy, but it, this is a a Microsoft Game Studios game. Dude, it says Game Show Gone Christ. Wrong, and it's got this like weird busty cartoon girl on the front. Yeah, it's called Whacked. Again, never played it, but they're bringing it back. You heard it here first on the Ham Radio podcast dude if they did a mech a mech warrior even though uh oh. what's his name is it doesn't work there anymore um who owned uh, that rights and stuff Dustin, if it would be fusion frenzy three i just double checked they did it. a two? Oh, they, they did, did a two they yeah did you're, right. you're right oh right shit now. and if they were like hey amped is our they're like amped is our let's just go to town now they were like amped is our fucking sports game forza Crimson Skies. Mech Warrior, Crimson Skies 2. Imagine, by the way, uh, what's the Japanese anime game that Phil Spencer actually released the upgrade for? It, Phantom it did, Dust. It was Phantom Dust. What if they were just like, hey, man, we're blowing this out? <laughs> like, <laughs> just all the. I mean, because the, the thing is, is they haven't done that. And I don't think there's any expectations. But if they did, that would. It would be very fun to watch. They might turn out to be shit. Dude, I but mean, it would be all, all really enjoyable. Is- Microsoft has a dormant sky so <laughs> they have Sorry. a dormant Mario Party competitor in Fusion Frenzy sitting there that Fusion right, Frenzy uh, won. Competitor uh, is pretty that's pretty I'm not a competitor yeah. to like fucking the rock. 
right? You are. I lift weights, but I'm not a competitor to The Rock. No, no, I don't no, know. No. I think you're, you're underselling going... it. You're uh, underselling. I think you're overselling. No, <laughs> Fusion Friends is good, man. That, that has uh, that has some is, great mini games. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's... I thought of another one. Do you guys remember the game Brute Force? <laughs> Yeah, so Brute Force was the Halo killer. I own a signed version of Brute Force. Brute Force is one of the worst games ever made by Xbox. (laughs) They are like, this will be the Xbox Halo killer. Even though they owned Halo, they were like, it'll be the Halo killer. They had four characters, and I got that game. Wow, man. That might be why I no longer do the hype. It got 77? Yeah. Turn that upside down for LL. (laughs) For like loser, loser. It's because I'm sorry. Score. No, 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 no. <laughs> I re- no, I would fight anybody. That game is like a thirty percent at the absolute highest. Man, it is trash. It. it really is trash. We love trash. Mm. Dude, it's they like said Mario it was a Halo killer. Come on, you know what? Have me say it's a Halo killer. This is another thing that bothers me about PR guys. If you're a company. Don't tell me your tagline when you're comparing yourself to another company. I fucking hate it. Sky when I get PR guns. and somebody's like, "Darks, the Dark Souls of fucking drinking games. You're like, Jesus, mm-hmm. let me say that. Mm-hmm. Like, let the person playing the game decide it. Don't tell me you're a, a Halo killer. Yeah. Like, let us decide that as gamers. Yeah. All right. Well, speculation aside, we should see something next month from Xbox. And then we will have our answer. Yeah. All right. Next up, Pokemon has made a pretty significant response to feedback. Lots of announcements today as we record this Friday, February 26th. So there's two new Pokemon games that were revealed. One is the Diamond and Pearl remake that had been rumored for a while. I actually tweeted about it like four months ago. Like, hey, this is coming. And I was like, you know what? I don't want this heat. And I deleted it. (laughs) So I was just like, all right. Now we know it's coming. That's official. Uh, The remake is not in the style of a Let's Go, which I thought was pretty nice. Um, It kind of has that chibi art style. Um, Very different. Very simplistic. And then there is, more importantly, I think, for people... Uh, coming in early 2022, the Pokemon open world game called Pokemon Legends Arceus. Now, it's interesting. Both these games take place in the Sinnoh region. With this open world Pokemon game, Legends Arceus, however, uh, this one is like pre-Pokemon League. Uh, you're in a village. It, it's very much feudal, which I thought was a neat take. Um the, the trailer had similar panning shots and zooming shots as Breath of the Wild, so we can see where the inspiration is. For a lot of people, myself included, this has been the vision in your head of what Pokemon could be for all these years. The combat even, um, we don't know if it's going to be the same as what we have seen in the past, but it had more animations, more significant changes. It looked like, hey, this is an actual console Pokemon game. And so with that... I am joy joyful about this. I don't know if it'll be good. I know people have cranked on the frame rate for the game already. And to that, I say, yep. Come on. I, I personally expect this. But I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, dude, we have backed Game Freak into such a fucking corner. Like, I'm not going to sympathize or anything. But, like, we have backed them into such a fucking corner that when they finally give people what they want, they're like, the frame rate sucks now. I'm like, yeah, it's going to fucking suck. It's months suck. away. Have we, not even that, like, have we, we can have, shit have we on them for the frame rate when the game's out. But yeah. I just don't. 
I mean, unless it's super, super egregious, egregious, I'm just like, well, I don't know. I've seen people in packs, like they'll preview a game at packs and they'll be like, well, the frame rate wasn't very good. I'm like, you're playing a game, unless it's out like very soon. Why would you even say that? Like, I don't know. This is a preview. We're, we're getting a little, just a little shot well, of said the early 2022. So that could be even over a year from now in April. Right. Which, yeah. you know, so there's a lot of time there. Um, I have a lot to say, but I want you guys to go first, of course. What do you think of, of both these major Pokemon well, announcements? It's going to be pretty short for me because I'm not, I don't know a ton about it. But I, first, I want to admit, um, I still see people liking the medium for Xbox, and I don't know who you are or why you exist, but I hate you. <laughs> I saw Maddie's video just went live, and I clicked on it to see the RPG Mass Effect, and the next one that came up was a suggestion about the medium, watching your review of the medium. Really? Completely unconnected, but oh, yeah, I was just—I people... thought there was like a connection here to the there's like no you thought connection. Pokemon was boring. No, <laughs> no, you you put your video went live. Mm-hmm. I saw it. I clicked on it to save it, and it said other videos, and it showed the medium. And I I remembered that somebody out there probably right now is enjoying the medium, and I hate them. <laughs> I hate them. It just popped up. Yeah, um, honestly, if you're, if you're enjoying that shit, fuck off. Like, yeah, what's wrong with you? <laughs> um, but uh, with this, with this, I'm. So here's the thing. I can't tell what this is going to be. I thought it was going to be like Legend of Zelda, the Pokemon game. It is. It, does it look like it's possible one of those might look like that? Artistically, so, I'm all for least. it, man. Open, okay. Openness, sure. Some That's people were I... really... You know, and I get them, right? Like, I am I am Mr. Speculation. I love to analyze. I get it. But, like, some people were going... In the trailer, they said, you come from a village... That means there's only one village in this game. It's not as open as you think. I'm like, hold up, all right? They verbally have said open world, all right? So, yeah, gotcha. it's it, it like not not they've written it down. They said it's open world with RPG elements. So, hey, that's that's music to my ears. But yes, on on paper right now, it looks to aim to to be kind of what you're talking about. Just then, I would open. be I'd be really happy to play it. I don't want a Pokemon Go. Or whatever that one was. Um, wasn't that Pokemon Go? Is that the one where you like got out of your car and fucking caused crashes oh, and shit? Yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. Um, Dude, so, that game was such a life changer for me. That shit was it, so fun it was, when it first It was out. a life changer for a lot of people. Uh, it just wasn't for me. Uh, so mm-hmm. this looked just the brief one picture I saw. I was like, oh, man, if it's like a Zelda, maybe I'll play it. Um, I'm excited about a new Pokemon, actually. If it's a true game and not like a bunch of screens with a character jumping for one fourth right like i want to see if that makes sense i want to see a full true pokemon game you know almost like xenoblade slash you know uh breath of the wild i fuck i'll play the hell out of that man i would i would love to play it i'm definitely into pokemon if they do it right i think yeah that's what's the thing with everybody is for me i mean i i was like born into it so i played a fuck ton of Pokemon growing up, but eventually I fell out of love with the series and then sun and moon came out. Sun and moon were so good. If anyone is feeling, you know, disinterested in Pokemon, that is one of the first games I would suggest to you is, is check that one out. Check out Pokemon conquest as well. These are, there there are great Pokemon games out there, but then sword and shield comes around and I mean, that killed me. I was like, this sucks. Like it, cause you know, cause here's the thing. People who watch for a while, they'll know. If your game sucks for trying things, I I will crank on those things that suck, but I will be infinitely harder on you if you are like a godfall and you are passionately mediocre. 
because I think that is far, far worse. So when it comes to Pokemon Sword and Shield or Godfall, oh my God, like just so content with being average, it makes me sick. There's, and like you can just, it's interesting because it's intangible, but we all have those games that come to mind where there's a a vibe almost. You can feel uh, like an energy to it. Like I'll even say this with Sonic Unleashed, completely random game. But when I'm playing that versus when I played Sonic Forces three years ago, in Sonic Unleashed, while it's not that great, there are a lot of things I play and go, you know, like the soundtrack, some of the levels, some of the challenges in there. I think, you know, they tried something here. You could tell they had an idea and they went for it. Whereas with Sonic Forces, they went, go forward. And to me, those are the worst types of games. So, you know, I feel pretty strongly on it. But um, all I'm saying is that uh, this was enough for me to go, okay, you've got my interest. I'm... I'm willing to watch now. Whereas with Certain Shield when it was first announced, I remember making a video saying, not quite yet. Not quite yet. What do you think, Dustin? Yeah, uh, I'm excited about the Diamond and Pearl remake just because I remember playing those games. And so, I don't know. I don't need them to be anything other than a graphical upgrade. I don't know. It'll just be like a nice, fun little romp for me. So, I'm not overthinking it and I'm not underthinking it i just know that it looks fun we'll leave that as is whatever if you don't like it then i don't really care (laughs) (laughs) that's i mean that's all i really say about that (laughs) but uh, as far as this new pokemon i i was initially very excited and i'm watching this trailer again and i'm i get like they're trying to hit all the right notes like, it's so obvious that they're trying to give people Breath of the Wild vibes from this. Absolutely. And maybe, I don't know, that might be their fatal flaw is what they just did. Because... Really? Okay. Comparison I, which, occurs around that. Right. They even, like... Yeah. There's even, like, a shot that is so similar where it's at the very beginning where it like zooms back and you see the mountain and stuff. I'm like, we know what you're fucking trying to do. And if they can pull it off, great. It will be the Pokemon game that we've always wanted. We've wanted for years. I Mm. do not have faith personally in game freak. I'm sorry. I don't, I would, I would love for them to prove me wrong. I would, desperately would love for them to prove me wrong but i just do not have faith in them to make this game and when i'm seeing this trailer i know it's very far away but there is i don't know this just doesn't dude it does i gotta say the thing about breath of the wild too like not only are they obviously aiming directly for breath of the wild it's like if you continue watching this trailer which by the way this is the first time i watched the trailer i've seen stills up until now um it's like, it just feels like Breath of the Wild 3 or, or 2, sorry. Like, it, I don't know. It's, they do, like, they they do aim directly for it, so. The footage of them going around and throwing the Pokeballs. I'm, That's what is, I'm watching right now. Is weird to me. I get the point, but I'm also thinking, well, isn't the whole point is that you have to battle a Pokemon and, like, whittle down its health and then try to. Capture it. Capture it. That's, like part of the whole gameplay mechanic. So if you're just running around and throwing Pokeballs at things, doesn't that kind of eliminate part of the point? I don't know. Maybe I'm being too harsh. I'm just too jaded at this point in my life towards Pokemon. 
I I was thinking about this, and I I fucking overall I don't know. I love Pokemon, but I'm also like somewhat of an ex Pokemon fan at this point, and it's very it's a very conflicting feeling for me because. I feel like I gave Pokemon and Game Freak like the benefit of the doubt over and over. And I know a lot of people liked Sun and Moon. And to be honest, I didn't play those games. So I really can't say anything about them. They're so good, man. I love See, them. I played the demo and I was like, this is exactly what I don't want. I mean, it doesn't fix the, <laughs> the gameplay, direction, right? Like the gameplay sucks still, but the, the there's like three different storylines that are going from like team school to the Aether foundation to like your Island trials instead of them being a Pokemon league. And it's like different. It's absolutely different, which is what really makes it work. And my, it, it, it's, it's, I love it. It's, it's one Pokemon game. I'll actually vouch for and say, it'll, it'll kind of give you a good shot in the arm and say, I like this hmm. most times. I don't know. It's just I, the gameplay. My impression of the, of the demo was like, Oh my God, can we stop talking? constantly this game is constantly <laughs> stopping me and it's the fucking demo which i understand the demo is the beginning of the game but maybe i was totally wrong i don't know it came at a time that it did it didn't fit into what i wanted to play and then it just came and went so whatever if you love sun and moon and you disagree with me leave the comment <laughs> i won't read it no i probably will actually and then just move on but i don't am i i'm not feeling i'm feeling spicy right now sorry maybe i should tone it down oh it's fine i think carrick's kind of I, rubbed off on us a little bit well no like it's just a couple people to fuck themselves why not i i have such this weird relationship with pokemon it was it was my entire fucking world in 2000 and 2001 it was like everything to me the cards mm. the games the show and then i don't know it's just it went know, I, wrong for me at some point, and I'm, it's I'm, it, it hurts. I'm hurt. I'm hurting deeply, guys. That's okay. inside. That's the it's thing. Okay. You'll be you'll be all right. No, will it will it be okay? I don't yes, know. I, I think it will be because I don't know. I've, I'm watching this over. I've watched this trailer now like four times in a row here while you guys were talking, and I I don't know. For me, I think it's I think we're undermining at least for me personally, and this is pure nostalgia, by the way. But I don't want to undermine. The, the idea of being able to walk around a region in Pokemon in full 3D in an open area and it and just catch Pokemon and fight. And I'm sure there's more to it because you'll see at one point you're like crouching down, interacting with one of the Pokemon. So I know mm -hmm. there's definitely more than what meets the eye there. And I hope there's activities and, and puzzles and stuff that you can do on top of that. Like maybe based off the Pokemon you have, that'd be awesome. So far, we haven't seen anything indicating that. But I just, I, I look at what is there and I think to myself like, man, you know, I know Breath of the Wild worked for a lot of people. I'm not a huge Zelda fan. I played a decent amount of them. Breath of the Wild was a great game. I played it, beat it, but that was really it. Then you have people like my girlfriend and many others who have sank over 100 hours into it, and they just keep going back, and they just love being in that world. As a huge Pokemon fan, I get that vibe from this. Like, I look at this and go, like, man, I just love the idea of being there because there's something different from the fixed camera angles and grinding in old Pokemon games versus this where you're seeing what what was originally just like i mean think of the game boy color and stuff man and then you look at this like this whole open world and you can run around and, and interact i think that's like i don't want to undermine that at the same time however if it is just what sword and shield was cuz they had those wild areas they called them where you could walk around in 3D and it was like semi open those right. fucking sucked those were super boring so there is that chance there but I guess with open world, while I'm not as big on open worlds as I once was, 
there is that alluring factor of, hey, I can get lost in this. I can wander a little bit. I can have a sense of discovery, whereas the wild areas were very cut and dry. It was like, you know, here's your here's your battles. Here's those um, Gigantamax fights that you can do. And that was literally it. That was just it. So just in defense of Pokemon and for a little optimism, I like what I see here. Does it look like it runs well? No. Um, but I, I kind of like also the unestablished nature of the game like the fact that there aren't a million and one towns i'm seeing and that routes routes are populated by trainers um this could just i mean you don't really see any other npcs you just see pokemon and one trainer so i'm i'm really excited to see what comes out of this because i think there is a lot of potential here which not that you guys were saying that wasn't the case i just right. look at it and go like man you know this i i see separating my million one ideas that come into my head, just what I see, I like. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm hoping for the best on that with diamond and pearl remake. Um, what there has been a lot of debate online with, with the graphical style of that, because what's happened is funny enough, Zelda comparisons continuing over. People are looking at links awakening and it's art style and it's uh, level of detail, which is definitely there. I'll, I'll give them that. I wasn't as big on the remake for links awakening as I had hoped to be. Um, but then you look at diamond and pearls remakes, which are simplistic. I don't know if you guys have any pictures that you can take a look at it, but they're there. And, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not as up in arms about this. And I'm the first to, like I said, when sword and shield got revealed, people can go double check me. There's a video up of me telling people why I was not convinced. And so I'll be the first to say something about it, but I didn't really understand, uh, what was the big deal here? Cause they didn't, it didn't look bad and it didn't look lazy to me. It looks simplistic, which I think is an art style that people often mistake. Like, you could look at KOTOR, which granted 2003, but you could look at KOTOR and say uh, that it's bland, but I think it's got a, a decidedly simplistic art style. And so, what do you guys make of some of the debates going around? Even if you don't, don't see the comparisons, like, you just don't care? It no, looks uh, fine. Like, uh, it looks fine. Uh, yeah, I think that it seems like we're just digging into this one. There's not much else to say until yeah. we see more. At least for me, I don't have... Any, yeah, can, I don't want to make a conversation if there's not one there. Just more so, like, I saw it enough to, for it to be trending on Twitter. I was like, all right, we'll, we'll give this a little oxygen here. We'll, we'll we'll pump some thoughts into it. But if you guys have nothing, then that's good, I guess. No, on, the this, only... on that particular part, I have nothing. Yeah. The only thing I would say is just that I don't understand why. I don't know. I don't think it looks like the Zelda, um, the Zelda remake that came out a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Just because it has chibi characters doesn't mean it looks like that game. Like, it doesn't have the bokeh effect or, or the toy-like effect of that game at all. So, I don't understand where that comparison is coming from. But it looks like exactly what it needs to be for this remake. So. I agree, Dustin. All right. That's all for Pokemon. Let's shift on over into the Xbox region of things again, where we've got Halo Infinite. So, there was a Waypoint posted. Carrick, I thought timing was on our side for defining Duke. Looks like it's not, but um, we'll have to get to that then next week for that show. But let's talk a little bit about these improvements. So some screenshots have come out from this Halo Waypoint uh, post, um, which have showcased that Infinite has made some substantial graphical improvements, like big time. So if you look at some old photos from the initial reveal of Halo Infinite and some of the gun models, you can see, uh, which we have already seen like 
photos of the armor, for example, for multiplayer. Mm. And um, we could see already there was a more metallic look to things, and that is carried over into the weapon models. We can see the sniper rifle has that. Uh, you can see the, I think they're calling it Zeta Halo. Um, you can see the ring there. And it very, very much is tapping into Combat Evolved. So for me, Combat Evolved is my favorite. I absolutely adore that game through and through. Um, I, I, I've played it so many times, and there's something that just tickles me nostalgically about it that I, I can never really put my finger on when it, when it comes to um, its openness, yet being very linear. You can see the ideas there. And now seeing those ideas come into reality here with Halo Infinite, I'm actually pumped. I do want to see this in motion see what the improvements look like in actual gameplay. But right now, I'm very excited. How about you, gentlemen? Convinced yet or not? No. I respect it. <laughs> and and I just, I'm reading something here, which is just the biggest <laughs> full of shit thing I've ever seen in my entire life, which states, these <laughs> images make me think that it's a brand new game. They're so good. Fuck no. off. <laughs> no, no fuck, fuck them. Off. You're, I, a liar. I, I... You're a liar. They're not. <laughs> And that this is the problem that was we this just see a with comment Hyatt. or was this like a, it's, a news it's article? the news? It's actually a news article from a oh. major website. Yeah, oh, no. just okay. sorry, you're full of shit. You're, you're I, just a liar. Yeah, that's stupid. That's dumb. But do you think it looks better, Carrick? Okay, yeah. Do I think it looks like a next gen Halo should look? Not even close. Interesting. What right. does that look like in your head if you don't mind me asking? It looks like Killzone with PS4 when Killzone came out, where people gotcha. are like, oh my god, look at this fucking game. Gotcha. Halo should look like that, even if it's just artistically. It doesn't have to look like that with the reflections and all that stuff. It doesn't have to be ray traced. I don't need those kind of things. What I do need is a competent title that is supposed to hold up where Halo holds up in the, the library of Microsoft titles. Where Forza holds up. I think Forza holds up completely fine as the premier racer on Xbox titles. Halo does not hold up as a shooter that looks better than, let's say, a third-person shooter could... Uh, sorry, a third-party shooter could look. That game looks like a crappy third-party company made it. Sorry. It doesn't look wow. good. And if you lie to yourself and say it looks good, that's on you. But that does not look like a current... It looks better but it doesn't look like a current Microsoft owns this IP and it's their number one IP game. It doesn't. It doesn't Do even think, look okay. in the realm This of doesn't that. excuse it by any means. You So I don't think Halo is their number one IP anymore. I, I think that's a that's like a, a spot Maybe that's a been Gears. lost. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think Gears is probably it now, but I, I think Halo has the most like claim to fame, but I don't yeah. think... But I, I that, that's not to de-legitimize what you said, just more so like I don't... I don't think even Xbox views it as the number well, one. Well, I understand think that the they didn't do a good job showing us screenshots that would be able to argue your point. Your mm -hmm. point is valid because they didn't back it up with these new screenshots that looked good enough to maybe us even discuss it. Gears, yeah. I mean, I would agree. I, in fact, I think <laughs> Gears with destruction and stuff, something Halo has notoriously not done. Um, mm -hmm. Gears with its destruction, even small parts or in cutscenes, is just better graphically i've been really i've been really disappointed like with them from since master chief shit collection like that's i don't know man like yeah. i as a, as a company if if i if this was my ip and it was a premiere not the premiere maybe but if it was the a premiere microsoft title i would be furious i would be, in the same way i was furious with unity from assassin's creed 
that was supposed mm. to be an amazing Assassin's Creed, and that was dog shit, and should not have been released. So yeah, it's unfortunate. I, I want that. this game to be awesome. I really yeah, do for sure. I think Dustin, the other about you, the thing to keep in mind. I don't know. Again, maybe this is me just getting jaded at this point in my life, but <laughs> screenshots are cool, and they can give you a look into an idea of what a game looks like, but. When they're trying to put out these screenshots and say, look at how much better the game looks, I just, I need to see what it looks like in motion because games in motion look way different than screenshots. So, I mean, I see these screenshots, I think, cool. This looks decent and potentially better than what came before. But again, like I said, until we see it in motion, I don't know. Does that make, lend any credence to you guys as far as screenshots versus... I don't care about screenshots. Screenshots can be faked. Yeah. Right. The, the old term, yeah. the, the bullshot. Bullshot. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not... And I wouldn't even say that it's one of those situations. Like, I'm, I, I feel like after all they've been through, it would be very unwise of them to fake any kind of screenshot. Well, and we should also point out, if that's their version of a bullshot, they should all be fired. Yeah. That looks like shit. If your idea of making something look awesome is that shit, quit your job, go fucking just walk the world like Kane. Because that's that's dog shit as a bullshot. We've seen bullshots. Remember bullshots for like the PS2 would look like a PS4 game? And you'd be like, dude, (laughs) it's not fucking real. Like we all knew it wasn't real. So they haven't elevated the game at all. Um, We need to see it moving. Yeah, for sure. We just, it needs to be moving. Sorry, man, I have a sore spot for Halo. I just I I'm, I get it. I just I think need to be put I'm under seeing, thumb. Hmm. I get it. I just, I think just what I'm seeing that blending of a, a sci-fi and I I don't know is it like it, like they managed to make the the Halo ring or the Zeta Halo ring look like what's the word I'm looking for? Like you can buy into it, and um, I don't know. Like I'm looking at some of these screenshots again, and I just I are you guys arguing like it hasn't improved? No, I'm arguing okay. that we don't know what the fuck is actually going on because it's a screenshot versus the game we gotcha. actually saw, which okay. looked like dog shit. I was making sure That's I understood it. properly because I was looking again and yeah. I was like, hold on, guys. I was like, hold on, this yeah. does look better. Well, okay. one But I mean, thing... you can fake a 3D color change to the day. Like, I just, sorry. Anyway. One, sorry. one important thing, too, that is really worth looking into, uh, Digital Foundry did a great video about this is that part of the reason why that trailer looks so bad, not excusing it, but explaining it again, is it uses a a dynamic lighting system, and they did the demo at dusk, which was a horrible decision. because worst time to ever do it. And notice Mm -hmm. in their main screenshot here, where they have uh, the the same scene only at different times of day, they show one at day and like one at like, practically dark but not fully dark the ones that are more dusk are the smaller screenshots and you can see when you zoom in that they kind of have that washed out look that the original trailer had so i don't know maybe i'm reading into that too much but again yeah i don't know we're probably worth it's definitely worth noting yeah so we're probably uh you know way over time on on the same point but we want gameplay. Oh, for sure. To prove yeah, hopefully it. Hopefully next month. This looks promising. Maybe. I don't know. 
I don't know. I want them to do it right. I'm, I think I'm Carrick and I are on like the exact same page. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, I've been fighting my own battles out here for the last two subjects. This is tough, man. Well, I'm not <laughs> quite with Carrick. Like, I think these screenshots look fine. They're not the the best. They're not the worst. But they don't prove anything to me. Which yeah, is, I, I mean, think, it where Carrick and I really are or, or Are the gameplay are going to be good? Of course. But I'm just saying, when you look at it, like, <laughs> just, I think it. I think it, it it looks really looks really good. I mm. think um, they have a shot here at dusk. Actually, a full size screenshot. This one doesn't look too bad. Yeah, that one I saw that, the and Warthog. I thought, mm, yeah, it's it's decent. But again, like I could take a picture of myself where I look like real thin and 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 ripped if it's the right angle. The glamour right shot of Halo shots. Yeah, I'm just saying it could be, but it could not be. I don't know. Again, we can uh, they to, can uh... prove that with a video. Curious to see how the gameplay goes because they said in the same post that um, the grapple shot allowed for more exploration. So, you know, you could like change your approach to how they said you take over a fortress. And I was like, oh boy, are they going to have like fucking Far Cry camps and Halo? Dude, these That's... guys have no clue what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. It's so far beyond. Hey, I don't even know what they're doing now. Let them do it, by the way. I'm not saying they should stop, but it feels like they have no clue what they're making. It feels like they're looking at Uncharted or something. Like, I have so, no clue what these guys want. Instead, just make a fucking Halo game. But whatever we're getting now is this conglomeration of fucking random things. And it, it, it's, it's at least so far, it's not doing it for me. Interesting. Because, so, see, I feel like the... I don't know if it's huge random changes in my eyes. I feel like it looks like Halo 1 if there wasn't technology that was... Halo 1 didn't have a grapple gun to explore. Yeah, of course. I'm I'm more so saying with Halo One though that there was a, a clear openness in my eyes to yeah, that game. True, true. And so the grapple gun could have fit in. But to me, the exploration we'll in Halo is about the exploration of the battle moments. Mm-hmm. The exploration yeah. of the AI against me, not the exploration of me trying to find a skull. And that's another thing is like maybe it's past me because I know a lot of people love playing Halo for sixty thousand hours so they could glitch out of a wall one single time. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm like just not OCD like that, and I get it. I get it because some people do. They love that. Like, yeah, to find a skull or something. So it just may be past my time. Three is what I was hoping for. I don't know. I don't know what we've what's coming. We will see. Time shall tell. For now, let's move into state of play. So Sony had another one of these things. I don't know if it was quite the banger people were hoping for, but we got some updates on games like Returnal. Um, we got updates on Ratchet and Clank, or not Ratchet and Clank, sorry, uh, Crash Bandicoot, uh, Knockout City. Let's see here. What else? We got Sifu, a little kung fu game from the developers at Absolver. Um, Solar Ash. There's a new Five Nights at Freddy's trailer. Oddworld Soulstorm is a PS Plus release in April, and that game looks phenomenal. That was my favorite game of the show. There was uh, Kena, Bridge of Spirits. I think it's Kena, right? Or is it Kenna? I think it's Kenna. I, I think it's Kenna. Oh, apologies. Kenna. Uh, we got a new Deathloop trailer, and Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade was announced, which is a whole fucking thing of its own. So, gentlemen, how, how did this show do for you? Were you happy with anything you saw there? Hmm. Dustin, I'm sure you, you're hmm. probably like going to struggle to say anything original for yourself here because you had a four-hour right. conversation about it. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. 
Well, okay, I'll I'll take my favorite point that I made during Sacred Symbols, and then I'll let you guys have at it. Here's the thing. Here's the the thought. Okay, I had a class many years ago that uh, I so I I was in school for uh, when I went to community college for English. There's this idea. There's this communication theory that the medium is the message. That's what it's called. There's like a guy that came up with this theory. And the idea is the 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 medium in which you communicate something is also uh, can be just as not just as important, but also very important to the message itself. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's a disconnect happening between the audience of people that watch these events and the people that are putting them on because people's expectations are completely different than what's actually happening. And I don't know who's really at fault, whether it's the consumer or the people putting them on, because in one sense, it's like they're saying, Hey, we're putting on an event, the state of play, the Nintendo direct. We're asking you to come join us because we've got stuff to show. And so, yeah, that creates an expectation of a demand of attention that is beyond passive because they want you to actively watch along. So that's just what I've been thinking about a lot lately is that the we've seen with the Nintendo Direct and the PlayStation State of Play and even with other stuff throughout like last summer with the the summer events, whether it was uh, Ubisoft doing their events or the even the Resident Evil event that it's like people kind of like, well, why did you ask? Why did you gather us for this? Right. right. So I think especially and Colin said this in, in Sacred Symbols is that state of play feels much more like a marketing. I mean, it's all marketing. Right. But it very much feels like, hey. Activision is having us talk about Crash, even though we've already announced it and we already told everybody in a PlayStation blog. Like, man, I don't know. We we they've shown uh, Odd World. This is like the third or fourth time we've seen it at an event like this. It's like, what really else is there to say? I mean, th- this time it was the release date, so that's good. Mm-hmm. But they showed that game has a lot more to it than I expected. Like the ways you can play, mm-hmm. that should that should surprise me. <laughs> so. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I I don't want to talk too long here. But did you it, notice uh, what I've been when, thinking? About. <laughs> did you notice in the Crash Five trailer in the beginning when they were talking about the haptic feedback and they were like, you can feel Crash's jump, and then at one point they said, "Feel oh. the suck," and I was yeah. like, "What?" Yeah. Chris the brought that fuck? up. I was like, I think How? every every Twitter I saw brought that up. Feel see, I didn't suck. see it afterwards. I thought I oh, thought everyone yeah. had a mature moment collectively, and I was the idiot who was no. like, "Ah, feel the suck!" Like, <laughs> damn, bro. I do yeah, like so. <laughs> the the screen real quick, just in in relation to feel the suck on the PlayStation where uh, Final Fantasy VII. It was like graphics on PlayStation Five. That's <laughs> yeah. all it said on screen for a second. I knew what they meant, but I just thought it was funny. Graphics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw someone tweet out. They were like, "Holy shit! PlayStation Five has graphics." Now. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Garrick, I mean, you probably have stronger thoughts than I. Would you care to? Speak a little bit about state of play. Maybe you don't. I shouldn't assume. I, I, they're about. I mean, I, you can blame. P, I mean, PR is for sure at fault. Uh, 
for the games that they play and all that stuff and the hints and not hints and blah, blah, blah. And then gamers are at play for constantly thinking everything's a hint. And so one of the things mm -hmm. I told people is to calm down on the Phil Spencer like picture because at some point Phil's going to have to put the stuff that's not there as being the message. So I have to put like halo one through five missing two, if they're doing a two remake, because if he puts two people will know it's a two remake because everybody's looking for it. So we've degenerated now to this weird part of PR. Like I did a thing on my Reddit like two days prior and I was like, guys, just calm down because I had been told about some stuff and you know, I, I sort of, hinted about the PlayStation or the uh, Final Fantasy stuff the night before on Twitter about the cycle beginning. I knew that's cool, but like overall there wasn't anything there and that's okay because those people who are making those games, they're interested in them. They're not AAA games, but I can tell you House Marquee is very happy that Returnal got to be at the state of play, right? So I'm yeah. very excited for that. I just think that we need to also buy off on the fact we're easy marks, man, or or gamers are easy marks, and they shouldn't be easy marks. It's like wrestling, where they believe everything, and they think everything's a thing. Sometimes it's not. And um, we're seeing with Nintendo, people came out of that. It was like an abusive relationship, man. They're like, it's going to be great. Nothing. Sony, it's mm. going to be great. Nothing. People are thinking the Microsoft one will be massive, because if it's not, will be in the same boat. I think Microsoft with Bethesda, that makes more sense. But if it, if let's say this wasn't a coming together and Microsoft announced one, I would also tell people to calm down. There's just, it's okay. Like I was trying to tell people to be excited for what we're seeing, not excited for like some new ARG augmented reality game. You know, like I love bees for halo. It's like, instead, why aren't you just happy? We Dude. got to see, which was awesome, but Deep we got cut. to see, we got to see um, Returnal, which to me, awesome. We got to see that. That's great. There's there's no way you can't sell oversell it because we, as an industry now, overbuy. Like, for example, I don't know if you guys saw, but Corey Balrog, or whatever the fuck his name is, from God of, or, yeah, God of War, he said something like, I didn't even know this was a thing. I didn't even know they were doing one. So... Let's see what like scrappy little Sony could do. Whether you believe he didn't know or he truly didn't know, people then thought God of War 2 was being announced. Yeah. Right? So you can't win for losing. Yeah, and that's the thing. Still is... good games being shown, by the way. I want to make sure oh, that's clear. Yeah. Those that were shown, stuff. Kona or Kina or whatever her name, that fucking animation is next, 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 next level beautiful. in some place. Holy shit. Yeah, like, and they were showing it in slow motion, which, by the way, a lot of companies will do the quick cuts because they don't want to show the fatty doing the martial arts, like Steven Seagal movie. We're like, quick cut <laughs> that shit so he doesn't look like a double art. What was going on with that game is they were like slow motion for huge lengths of time. It looked so good, man, so good. It was, was like really a Pixar movie in motion, man. Like, oh, it really was. It was yeah. absolutely beautiful. I believe they have like a full animation background too that studio that was right. oh the that would touting. make sense because dude her hair was bobbing and it looked like phoenix if phoenix was smaller phoenix rising if it was a smaller world but more dense and yeah. i'm okay with both in fact because i love phoenix I, this won't stop me from liking phoenix rising but man they've got a lot that felt like in some way connected between two of them oh, so good yeah that game looks phenomenal i i'm very excited to play that one that's coming in august um, yeah yeah, I, I agree with what you were saying about some of these events. 
I think there there's a case by case thing, right? I think the hype for say the Nintendo Direct was legitimate and allowed because not that Nintendo overhyped or that even people overbought. It's more so that Nintendo's extensive silence on hey, we we have not done a uh, actual direct in over 500 days. And then even if you have not bit off a lot there, Nintendo openly acknowledges at the start of the show, we have a lot to show you. We have not done one of these in a very long while. So with something like that, I think the people were in the right with their anticipation because Nintendo themselves displayed they knew. Whereas with state of play, PlayStation just, I mean, there's only so much they can say before they say, please don't be excited, which they're never going to. But when PlayStation's like, it's going to be a half hour, we're giving you updates on current PS4 and PS5 games. They were pretty clear. A couple of new announcements. I mean, yeah. How? I mean, for me, I walked away. I was like, that was all right. You know, and that was it. It wasn't because I was disappointed or excited and it got let down. It's just they were very clear, like, this is what's happening. Um, And so, yeah, if Xbox were to come out and say, hey, we're doing this event. It's about the future of Bethesda. It'd be about 20 minutes. And just setting expectations in a way of information, not of please be excited, please don't be excited. That's where I sit on it. But you know, you bring up a good point of, of the overbuying of a lot of people within our industry. And I think Nintendo Directs get it the worst, admittedly. I mean, we were seeing Metroid rumors, Zelda collection. I mean, the list goes on. I don't got to say it, man. Like There was a stupid list of stuff. Um, well, I think that also, Maddie is another thing. I'm okay, whether it's the consumer, they're both at fault, us at times and companies at times, for sure. What I was saying is also when you get like a Final Fantasy, like I had, people were like, oh, dude, this is going to blow up, right? That's what I was hearing. <laughs> oh, this is going to blow up. And I'm like, I don't know if it will because Final Fantasy Remake didn't blow up the way a lot of people thought. I mean, the honest truth is, I think they were saying it sold 4 million and it's gone up from there, but it wasn't like the numbers. I think that yeah. I, I would have say, I would assume maybe they I thought, thought it would were 10 mil plus. I, I, well, it might be now, but it, I remember when they announced the numbers, I wasn't like, Oh, Holy shit. I was more like, Oh, interesting. Um, but sometimes they believe different things too. You know, like the company seems to believe something's big, you know, and you see it and you're like, what the fuck are we seeing? And why are we saying, like, how did they all mess up? How did the miscommunication happen? Like, how do they not know people want to see a Metroid? Like, just show it at some point. Yeah, in August, they said 5 million copies of 7 Remake were sold. August 7th, 2020. That's that's a good amount. Don't get me wrong, but... It is. It's just not not... for some reason. And it's not the zeitgeist that I thought it was going to be. I thought we'd still be talking about it. I thought it would win a ton of awards. None of those things happened. Again, no dissing on that. What I'm saying is the people talking about this new DLC, I think, were thinking the reaction would be far stronger. That's just my... Yeah. People thought that. And I was happy to see, like, the Yuffie episode get announced. me too. I love Yuffie. That's cool. PS5 only sucks. Yeah, that's weird, man. That's the, the yeah. way they're doing that is super weird because what's happening is they have the Yuffie DLC exclusive to PS5. You can buy the PS5 version separately. If you have the PS4 version, you can upgrade to PS5 for free. And yeah, so I don't weird. know if that comes with the Yuffie episode or not. It, it doesn't. doesn't. So it doesn't. What the? F- and I don't know. to add another foil, they're giving away Final Fantasy VII Remake for free on PlayStation Plus. But it will not be able to be upgraded to the PS5 version. Wow! Which, by the way, is that's 
if this was another company, I just personally believe they'd be attacked. But whatever, these guys with Final Fantasy, they, Square gets away with it. But dude, wow! Can you imagine just saying your digital version of this won't be able to be upgraded? Like that seems. Let's ask Control in Five Hundred Five Games. See what they have to say. <laughs> yeah, remember that shit. Like holy remember fuck, that. man! Wow, that, yeah, that's that worse weird? than anything, Dustin. Holy I shit! I know, I know. It's such an <laughs> it's... odd thing because you don't expect to hear that. Dude, what? Like, I can't wrap my head around that. So my question is, is there going to be a a paid upgrade path for people that get it on PlayStation Plus? Oh, you bet. They are not I would, it no, no that would be a good thing because those people at least – well, not a good thing. It should be free. But if you have it on PlayStation Plus, then there should – at the very least, there should be an option to pay to upgrade – and not have to buy the whole fucking game again in order to play the Yuffie DLC. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, Do you know what I, mean? blame, I don't blame them for charging for the Yuffie DLC. I don't right, think that's sure. wrong. I'm very worried, though, because this when I saw episode Yuffie, I went, oh, no. I just thought of Final Fantasy XV right away, how they did episode Gladiolus and yeah. episode so on and so, so on and so forth. And I went, oh, God, like, dude. And then they just not randomly... Again canned it and they went yep this game actually was not profitable it did not sell as much as we wanted it to and so we're not doing anymore and they just left the dlc as was um and and the thing is you would never never have gotten that interpretation with the amount of final fantasy 15 promotion and modes and things they were adding to the game and what would actually be a good marker for us i'm going to look it up right now is what the final fantasy 15 sales numbers actually are now granted this is multi-platform this one sold 8.9 8.9 million copies as of December 23rd, 2019 on all platforms since its release in 2016. So we're not accounting for the Sony bucks here that are clearly in the pocket of Square Enix from the timed exclusivity to the exclusive DLC to now a PS Plus game. There's there's money changing hands here for sure. But something worth looking out for. Similar pattern here. And... I wouldn't be surprised if they put an upgrade path because then Square is getting money from you either way. Whether you buy it from, um, let's say you buy it on PS5 or you buy the upgrade with some of the DLC there. Um, they are they are taking your cash either way. And and part of me gets why. Like I said, I, I, I believe certain things should be free, like the actual visual upgrades. But if Yuffie is like an actual couple of hours, yeah, they should be asking for your money on that, in my opinion. Was there anything else you guys really liked from this show? Because I was, if if you guys wouldn't mind, I'd like to talk a little Oddworld Soulstorm. I fucking, no, go for it. I dug the fuck out of this, man. I thought this trailer looked really good um, because Oddworld's a series I've always been pretty nostalgic of, um, you know, due to, I think really, I always thank KOTOR for it, but I really think Oddworld was one of the first games I played. It was the first game I played, rather, that had a choice and consequence system. So there was the the Quarma, and you could, you know, you could, if you didn't, like, help the scrubs out, and you didn't help free the fuzzles, your your karma would, would go down. And when that happened, you'd get, like, the bad ending. And if you, like, skipped certain conversations, the guy would call you an asshole, and, like, you'd get a bad ending over time if you kept pushing it that way. And depending on how much you saved or didn't save uh, would, would determine how the game would play out. And seeing oddworld soulstorm develop that a little bit more but more importantly what happened is in those old oddworld games you'd like lean on all of the mudokins you'd be recruiting and stuff to do your dirty work and abe himself was very weak and vulnerable which is fine but you could literally do nothing so if you got caught with your pants down you were fucked 
Whereas in Soulstorm, you could actually make <laughs> you could actually make you know you could craft items and you could use them against the the slags and um, the the ways that you could sneak about the level and hide in lockers and, and use environmental effects to hide and I just I thought there was more gameplay here uh, that showcased that there's a little more not to the point where Abe is is this godlike character but that he can actually do things. That's the thing. I don't need him to fight back. Part of the charm of Oddworld, I think, is that vulnerable feeling. But no one wants to just be left there without any tools unless it's a freaking horror game. And so I think Soulstorm has the right idea here. I think they're doing the right things. For those who are curious about more, there's trailers out there, but it's coming to PS Plus in April. And uh, good for that team because they've... Oddworld and Heaven is a struggle to get this game out. This has been talked about for a while, so I'm happy they got a date on it. Seems to be good to go. I uh, personally just looking at it, I think it looked pretty cool. They were talking about all the different characters. You know, there's like 10,000 of these guys or whatever. I can't remember. But um, mm. I, I'm a little bit more on the belief of I would rather have him be helpless. But I get where you're coming from for sure. Um, just because I think at the time I, I liked that he was. Maybe there's more games that that occurs now. So it's not as big of a deal. Mm-hmm. I think that the thing that I always feel like those guys have $2 and they need 5 and I'm a little, I'm not saying I'm done supporting them, uh, that company, but sometimes it feels like they don't know how to spend their money or something, yeah. or they undershoot what they need and what he should yeah. do. What's his name? Uh, not, Lord Lanning. It's not landing Lord Lanning. What he, sh- what I'm wondering, you know, cause he's always trying to go in under budget and he talks about finances a lot, a lot, like every title. I always hear something about you know, like skimming or being difficult or whatever uh, money-wise. And it's like, sometimes I wish they would get the full money to see what they could do. It's like, you know, every bad decision that's ever come up for that company, I always hear him talking about bad decisions, Microsoft money. Oh, we needed this. So we did this. So we needed yeah, that. And one, just man. like, yeah. yeah, you're just like, dude, I wish you would just get the money so we could see what you could actually do. Because this game at times looked awesome. And there were other times where it looked it looked as if it was made in a level editor. There were very particular times where I was like, man, that doesn't look as good as this other part. Again, it's early, not early, but it's not done. Yeah. There um, is certainly early sites of gameplay where uh, there was a lot of like worry. Cause I remember, Oh man, I don't I don't know when they first revealed the gameplay, but there's a lot of flashing lights and odd world, especially the older games. Like this one's model off of as an Abe's Exodus remake. Um, are darker for sure. And, and not only that, but it actually like lighting and, and, and the atmosphere it creates, like it's supposed to be a darker game. And there was like flashing lights and it was neon and it was a lot of color and a lot going on there. And so there was initial community worries and it looks like they've toned that down and they've teamed up with Epic for an Epic game store exclusive release. They've teamed up with PlayStation. So part of me is curious. I wonder if with all these deals they've signed, they actually did get the money. Because we, we saw, at least with Control, the money Epic paid for that to be exclusive. So not that they're getting nearly that much, but I wouldn't be surprised if they suddenly got a couple of million in their pocket and were able to do much more between those two companies uh, now. And I think we are maybe seeing in this final product what happens when they have the cash. But obviously, I, I would like said, to see them start. Uh, there you go. That's yeah. exactly... Start with that cash versus yeah. maybe later. Yeah, yeah. I Because I, I love all their games i don't think they made a bad game and stranger's wrath is by the way didn't didn't age the greatest uh on on uh pc and xbox on the switch version i was pretty okay with it but um 
I love that world. I love the world. And I think their art is amazing. It's just sometimes even in their cutscenes, I'm like, their cutscenes look so good. And then you sort of get into some of their gameplay and you're like, it looks so the same. It never looks like it's, and I don't know, I've always wondered about their financial, you know, if that's a financial thing or whatever. But I mean, he's obviously happy. You know, this is like the fourth game, fifth game of his he's been able to make, right? How many of these games are there? It's got to be the fifth game. I mean, he's if you done, add in ports, obviously. Yeah, yeah. He's done this, New and Tasty, Munch's Odyssey, Stranger's Wrath, Exodus, and whatever New and Tasty was built off of. The name escapes me, the first Odd World game. Uh, that Abe's was Odyssey? PS1. Just Abe's Odyssey? I think it was Abe's uh, Odyssey, yeah. Yeah, I think it was. That's yeah. what, I, like one and two are where I got into it. Yeah, I, it's it's awesome, man. I, I, like, I can't wait to see. I just... Kona or Kino or whatever, that one looks a certain level because it feels like there's a certain level of finance. And here, I was like, just a little bit more would be nice to see what they can do. Because some of the levels lighting and stuff looked a little like, almost like baked in versus dynamic, which which we're seeing in a lot of games now. But it'll be cool to see. What are they going to sell it at? 30? Probably. It's not going to be a $60 game either. I mean, I would assume. Probably 30. 30 or 40. So people have to come to, you know, understand i'll double check that for us i would assume 40 i mean again i'm not anti-60 i'm just knowing them let me see outworld soulstorm pre-order on playstation of course they're not going to give it to me are they nope they're not going to i'm trying to find like a store is it uh is it only playstation as well yeah i think console exclusive on playstation and then on uh PC 49 exclusive. 49 or interesting because with the epic. epic money you would have ooh interesting i would have not uh, well you know what again it could be huge too uh, as long as a game backs up 49 or 59 i'm okay with it so uh, it's just when i look at it, it i can't tell it looks mm-hmm. like it may not but um and especially with epic you know, who knows what they i mean i don't know maybe epic wouldn't have paid a bunch for that exclusive epic pays what exclusives are worth so yeah, I'm sure it was like a million or something like that. It would be cool to see um, if this comes to Switch as well or Xbox uh, Game Pass. Would lo- Man, I personally just think Game Pass would have been awesome for them. But... Yeah, I wonder what that looks like. I I, I know it's hard I for us to get our hands Microsoft, on it. Bro. But, but, yeah, it's possible. I just I wonder what the, the financials of all these are because, you know, there's uh, a game I've had my eye on. It's called, I think, She Dreams Elsewhere. It's like an RPG maker game, and it's going on Game Pass day one. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I wonder how much something right. like that gets. Or did did this person, I think I think it's a girl. Yeah. How much did she get with that deal versus maybe what if it was a PS Plus game? Or yeah. like what, what are, I, w- I wish I knew what the numbers were like for some of these studios. Obviously, you know, the bigger game is like, I'm sure Final Fantasy VII Remake got millions of dollars to say, hey, we're going to give this out for for free. <laughs> for a month and yeah thousands of people are going to redeem it for free um for sure but i do just wonder sometimes with these indie splits what they're getting and what you know like would odd world have benefited if it went on and took a game pass deal and then hope that the added exposure there uh, how do you not look at odd how do you not look at odd world and think that isn't worthy of a ratchet and clank huge massive game is what i'm saying i, I agree how does Microsoft or Sony not 
look and go, oh, Oddworld, let's make Stranger's Wrath 2, but let's make it like Beyond Good and Evil 2, where it's going to be massive, or it's going to be mm-hmm. like Biomutant. And instead, we still get the two points. Maybe that's his, uh, what do you call it as well? Maybe that's his bailiwick. Maybe that's his skill. But I think Stranger's Wrath worked fine, and it was a three, you know, it was a third-person shooter, for third and per- first, actually, yeah. And had some of the best weapon shooting with the mixed type of arrows you could use. Pissy yeah. chipmunks and shit. That game. Oh my god! Yeah. Stranger's like Wrath. I want, I want, yeah, I want these guys to get I just a real the, uh... game, a real budget. <laughs> I guess. I always think of the stranger like doing that, like gotta get to town. Yeah, this dude. <laughs> you do a really good. That's a good fucking. By the way, that is a what? really good. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, impression. That oh, is really good. Yes, I do think so. That is phenomenal compared to what, like, if I tried, I would just sound like a guy talking husky. Um, yeah, man. Like, I would love Thank to you. see them get some cash. I just, if I had yeah. the money, they'd be one of the very few companies out there that I would, again, I don't know up. because sometimes it feels like he has issues being on time and, and, and like maybe he holds on to things like a Ken Levine. Does it does think... seem like. Go read some of the well, – you know this, but if you read some of the yeah. interviews, you can tell some difficulties there. Yeah, there's definitely um, – yeah, I th- yeah, I agree. I think there's a Ken Levine kind of – not like a, 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 a issue of working with, but more along the lines of a like in on everything. It's got to be just right. It's hit. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's, yeah. it's got to be what I want it or it's not going out, you know. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah. What else was there? Months. Oh, dude! Um, I gotta say this. Deathloop looks so that great. I want. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Okay. <laughs> okay, listeners. I want to. I want to know. Do you this truly is a record of disagreements? <laughs> so, bro. <laughs> so we had a big discussion about this. So this is interesting. Here's what I saw with Deathloop, and maybe I'm wrong. Deathloop, from moment to moment, had absolutely no visual consistency at all. It looked cartoonish. Then it looked good. Then it looked rough. Then it looked almost animation style. Then its color was very realistic. Then its color was cartoony. It was all over the place. Okay. And I I told people it looked like four games that were pretending to be one. And mm. then its title screens don't even look the same. Its uh, menu was like the um, almost uh, old style 1980s peachy art kind of thing, which looks like nothing of the rest. So... But you, you thought it looked awesome. Uh, good. I, I want to make and not to not to correct you on on a, a minuscule level. The reason I say good is because I still have yet to see them slow the game down. Where I like to play arcane games in a methodical fashion. Prey, okay, Dishonored. Okay. I like to slow down, explore, and this game's all about you're on a timer, you're on this death loop. You know, you die and yeah. start again. I don't know if that's my jam. Right, I don't oh, know if I I'm going to like that from them. But what I'm seeing, I do like. You know, for example, the lift up, shoot. Oh yeah, the, I, I, I was talking about the style. You're absolutely oh. right with the, the combat looked dishonored too, kind of. Yeah, like top. dishonored with action. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was mm-hmm. really about that. Yeah, I'm looking now. I see what you're talking about. I, I actually didn't catch this the first time. That's so funny. Yeah, is this one? That's <laughs> like a yeah. This looks cartoonish, but then the combat starts. I'm like, wait. It's like this yeah. Looks like, discordant a little bit but i agree with you on the combat itself right what Mm -hmm. they do or what those characters do that looked to be exactly what dishonored fans like Mm -hmm. i think 
I like that a lot. Yeah, I'm just I'm curious how much if I can take my time, I will really like that. I don't know. I I go back and forth because I think the Majora's Mask mentality, like we saw it in Lightning Returns, and this seems to have not that, but a little bit of a timer involved in some way, or at least that's what the yeah. PR statements are saying. I like it and dislike it. I like to smell the roses sometimes. Like I, I not all the time. There are moments no, I, I just hit you. the gas and go, but sometimes those moments don't click with me where I, I like the game. I want to go somewhere and the game's saying no. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not a good feeling and it's not their fault. Cause that's like the intent of the design is you got to go, man. But um, I'm very, I'm also, they haven't explained very, I think part of the reason this game, if you notice, it's strangely quiet. Cause I think no one knows what the fuck this game is. Like they, they're doing such a horrible job explaining they are. what this other woman who hunting you down is. Like they show in the trailer, she transforms into a disguise. And I'm like, okay, are they saying here now she not only hunts you, but you can bump into a guy? And it's like, oh, fuck, that's her. And that yeah. could be very cool dynamically. But the way they are selling it and describing it, I, I am not – I don't know. I don't know. And it's tough to figure out. Dustin, what, what do you make of Deathloop? I think it looked fucking awesome. Oh, fuck yeah, Dustin. Let's go. That's all Shut I have down. to really say. Oh, that's it? That's it? You're just, <laughs> man, a few no, words. No, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know any more or less about the game, but I thought the trailer was fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is true. And you I'm can in. watch the entire trailer and be like, I have no clue what's happening. It may and come out. It might be shit. Forward. Yeah, but uh, I thought the trailer was cool. This trailer is, I'm looking again, this trailer is phenomenal. They actually got an original song for it, too. Deja Vu. Right, man. This trailer yeah, is, like, artistically with the way the bullets are raining from the pistol and then it turns into an hourglass to like symbolize the clock. I mean, that's cool. Like this is a really that's good trailer. Why I want the game, which doesn't by the way, to look like that because I actually like that art style and the craziness oh, in, you know what I mean? I see Imagine what you're talking about. Game, again. Oh, do you see what God. I'm saying? They do not look alike. It looks like somebody different <laughs> made all those parts. It's just so different, man. Yeah. It's, I think it's a lighting thing because it, it, it probably is. For some has level. like a glow. And then, and then when they're outdoors during the daytime, it's, it's more realistic looking. It doesn't have that pastel look and feel that yeah. most arcane titles have. But yeah. What the fuck? It's, I think it's because of the, the textures of, of, of the outdoors, with the character models, which look anything but real. Right, right. Yeah, huh. it's, it's, but here's the thing. Maybe they explain that. That's what I was saying in the Discord yesterday. I was like, who knows? I'm just saying what I'm seeing. Maybe they explain that, you know, that, mm -hmm. like, because that person trade transformed into like seven different things yeah. in that one moment. And you're like, okay, then maybe what if it's, what if one world is a cartoony world and the next is yeah. not? I'm it's like I could deal with that, you know. I just have no clue until we see it. I did like the grabbing and tossing and throwing and oh, leaping yeah. and and he she leaps through a window. She he I don't know what sex you are actually, but you there's like the window and you leap through it and then go into another one and I was like that that looks fun. Yeah. It looks it looks good. It's just I want to know what it is and I, I really don't yeah. think I cuz I've been trying to figure out trailer after trailer. And because when I they first showed it off, I remember being hyped because I thought, oh, man, yeah. this is what they're doing after Dishonored. They're going to try to take some of these crazy powers and bring them into this this uh, noir style universe. And thinking, oh, this could be really cool. And and then they back it up and say oh, it's more action focused and there's a timer. And, and But then there's stealth in the trailer. And so uh, I don't think I'm going to know until I actually play this game. And I've kind of just given up, but I'm excited nonetheless because it is arcane. And I think they are very talented. Um, I think that 
pretty much where all the major beats from from this uh, state cool. of play. So my iPad's like locking up, so I can't even tell, but we'll pretend. Uh, so let's move on into patron questions. Last segment of the show where those of you listening can write in. If you're signed up over at patreon.com slash Mr. Maddie place, we'd love to have you there. Communicate in our discord, see what you think of the show and ask all your questions. So we're doing things a little bit different this time with the uh, questions. What we decided is since this was going to be a very news heavy show, um, we are going to do a cut. So I've actually for once previewed the uh, patron questions. So they will begin with, once I get a name, they will begin with Carlton Dexter and they will end with uh, know-it-all. After that, uh, we have questions that were submitted day and date for this show. And there's like a good 10 of them now. Uh, we will get to those in next week's show just for the sake of timing because we're already two hours and 10 minutes in. So that was the decision we made before the show. So with that, let's get started with Carlton Dexter. Um, so, hello. I'm just listening to your latest podcast now and got to the Patreon where you asked to resubmit questions, which were missed last time. So here's mine again. Thank you. Hello. In Hitman 3, there's a level set in Dartmoor, which is an area of the UK near where I live. And being from the UK, it's nice but weird to see a game set so nearby. I don't think we get many games set here um, outside of London. This adds a bit more immersion to the game, as you can recognize or at least agree with the artistic direction of the area that they are trying to portray. What games have you played that are set in your hometown slash area or place you live? And what have you enjoyed about the level of detail added to make the area close to reality? I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but watching videos of the level definitely reminded me of going for walks along the moor. Also to clarify, I don't live in a big murder mansion. <laughs> that's too so bad. I, that's really too bad. That's out yeah, of all this, I, that's what I got out of this discussion. I was going to say. That's too bad. <laughs> I mean, why aren't you? It reminds me, when yeah, I was in Lake George, why? when I was in Lake George, there's this fucking like manor. That is just, it creeps me out. There's absolutely, it's the place you look at and you went, someone's died here. Someone's yeah. absolutely died here. Uh, so just mentioning that reminds me of that. Thank you, Carlton, for bringing that up. Um, as you know, a, a frequenter of New York City, absolutely, from The Division to, uh, to, to Spider-Man, uh, I've seen a lot of it. It's interesting because it's always been different slices. Spider-Man adds like MCU shit to their version of New York City. I've found that uh, the division has been the most interesting, the first one to to explore and see their interpretation of like taking Madison Square Garden and turning it into like a hospital setting um, and making like a whole firefight in there. That was like a really strange moment because I, I go there all the time for, for Rangers games when I was able to and it, like going in there and, and being like, oh, I, I know where this is. Oh, this is where the fan shop usually is. And oh, wow, they actually like, put something in there. That's really cool. It's a level of detail that very few people will realize, but the fact that you see them going that length, I'm sure it's what you experienced maybe with Dartmoor, um, is, is awesome. So for me, that would personally be my answer is, is The Division. That's a, that's a game that I thought did a pretty good job. I don't have any because I don't think there's been a single... I mean, Alan Wake is in the Pacific Northwest. Was Days Gone? Was that, uh, was that close to you? I don't oh, remember. yeah. Days Gone. Bend. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, true. That and I've been there a thousand times. That yeah. But nowhere near um realistic in its locations of things. Mm. If that makes sense. So, yeah, I don't think we've really had anything It's that's never like, quite one for one accurate, you know. Right. And the right. only one Maddie that actually funny enough felt cool even though it wasn't well there's two, the crew because the crew tries to mimic every freeway and 
I drive a lot of freeways and there was a cool, there was a couple of times in races where I was like, Oh shit, this is like Pacific Northwest. This is like I five, but also truck simulator, uh, truck driver simulator, whatever it is, Euro truck simulator and a and USA truck simulator. Both of those do mimic the location around here, which were, mm. which were cool. There was a couple places actually where you could take the truck and deliver something that was somewhat close to the tool slash hardware store in the location. That was That's probably awesome. the best. Yeah. It's a little weird feeling, right? I mean, I'm sure everyone could experience yeah. this with uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator, but oh, that's true. Yeah, Microsoft Flight Sim definitely has some of those. Yeah, yeah. For me, Maddie, one that's very near and dear to your channel, uh, the Fallout Three DLC, The Pit. Ah, remember that? Oh, wow. So I'm actually I'm looking at footage of it now because. I played it when it came out, but it was so long ago. I don't even. Re I remember when it came out, thinking, like, hmm, that didn't really feel very accurate. But <laughs> not even. I wouldn't say that. Okay, because obviously it's Fallout. Like DC yeah. is nothing like what it's like in Fallout Three. But I mean, it had <laughs> I like how you have to tell people though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to warn people. I feel like if I recall, they really don't have. I mean, the the main iconic aspect is that there are a lot of bridges in the DLC. And that's, I don't know. Maybe I'm not remembering. I'm, I'm looking through it now and nothing's sticking out, but also we had in the last of us, you go to Pittsburgh and that was kind of oh, cool. Yeah. So, uh, I'm trying to remember if I'm, I got to look up the, the last of us Pittsburgh locations. That's the whole arc of the story with like the guy and his brother. Right. Um, it has been a while. I have not played that game since it came out, actually. I never even played right. the remastered version, but yeah, I wouldn't be able to to accurately answer that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So there's definitely, like, an arc that's in Pittsburgh. Right. Um, and I remember feeling like they got the downtown area feeling pretty good. Hmm. But, yeah, there's there's not a lot of game stuff in, in Pittsburgh, as far as I know. Um. Yeah, we don't even very have yeah, very many say, game I, developers. I feel like yeah, I feel like you and, and Carrick are like in a crappy spot in the sense of of being able to answer this question. <laughs> it's like it's just it's very hard to find a game set there. Whereas in my case, just it seems like every fucking movie is set in the city. Um. Okay, I found a Reddit post: Pittsburgh in video games. Left for Dead takes place in and around Pittsburgh. The first chapter, No Mercy is in the city ending with a helicopter rescue at the top of Mercy Hospital. Set timer for 20 minutes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Carrick's talking to Alexa. Sorry about that. What do you got going on in 20 minutes, Carrick? My dogs. I had to oh, put okay. them, my puppies. I had to put them out. They're puppy peeing. Yeah. I love that. I don't remember I, Left 4 Dead I taking place I, in Pittsburgh. I'm being sarcastic, Carrick. I went through it in 2019. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> oh, dude, it's awful. It's with, and I have five dogs. So it's, it's like I have an old dog that does it and two puppies now that do it. It is so horrendous. People don't, like, I know what a housewife, you know, you in the old days, they'd be like, housewives' jobs are so taken, you know, taken over for animals and stuff. And it's like, you'll hear people be like, that's eh, not that hard. Nah, man. Like you got a bit like my back hurts now after constantly like it sounds so dumb, but it's like after you pick up the rug the 40th time to wash it because a dog peed on it, your back is like, dude, seriously, just yeah. start taking roids, man. <laughs> this is not going to work <laughs> out. Um, What you were saying, Last of Us, is that the game you guys were talking about when I came back? Yeah, there's about... a there's an arc that's in Pittsburgh. Hmm. Oh, yeah. So. uh, But yeah, 
someone on this Reddit post said Left 4 Dead takes place in Pittsburgh. And Left I don't. Left 4 Dead. Left 4 oh, Dead, shooter. the first chapter, No Mercy is in the. Gotcha. So I don't, I don't rem- remember feeling that way, but, or seeing that, but yeah. Did you guys like Left 4 Dead? Left 4 Dead's a shooter, right? The Half Life shooter, the, or not Half Life, but Source Engine shooter. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that game's fucking rad. I never love played that it. game. Never. Wow. No, I, I, but everybody, I mean, one of my f- Discord fans is like, it's the best game ever made and ever will be made. I'm like, dude, man, that's it's a, it's a classic, words, but yeah, <laughs> it is a classic, but um, it's not like if you play it now, you go, oh, wow, this is actually oh, what a zombie course. game should yeah. be. It's, it's right. more like it started the whole zombie horde trend. Right. It has that unique feel of, of, of when you bump into like a witch and and this this woman just like lashes out at you and takes your whole team out there's a couple of moments peppered throughout like that i'd like to see them take another crack at that series i doubt they ever will but well there's been rumors for years wasn't that the what the other game is right the one that they showed at the event i mean that's made by the same company yeah it's just not not called left for dead it looked like it was left for dead though oh back for blood yeah thank you back for blood yeah yeah all right mac the knife is our next write in with diablo 2 getting a fantastic looking remaster jeez there was so much fucking news i already forgot about that which paves the way for we talked about it last week oh yes we did we were like it was coming hot our show yeah yeah all right thank you i forgot about that uh in the middle right at the end right sorry sorry no you're good it was our i think it was our second or first oh was it i thought it was right at the end but now i remember that we did talk about yeah okay has your brain ever got confused? Because when I went up with two and then I went down to one like this with my finger, I tried, I almost went like this. Oh, and, and, and yeah. Mine is my, never yeah. confused. Yeah, I my, know that I just count starting one like, and I, I end starting one. Like, I put down my middle finger and my brain went, something's wrong with this. And I was like, wow, do I flip people off that much? <laughs> Let's reread that one more time. Mac the Knife says, with uh, Diablo 2 getting a fantastic-looking remaster, which paves the way for how an old game can be brought to modern day with a shiny coat of paint, think we'll ever see the likes of Fallout 1 and 2, Divine, Divinity, or Arcanum get the same remastered-level treatment. Mm. Divine Divinity, baby. Mm. Whoever this person is is now my favorite fucking person in the, the world. Knife. Dude, Divine Divinity is so much better than Divinity Original Sin 1 and 2. People will just never experience it, and it's sad to say. Oh, it is so you just, good. You just hurt Bro. Maddie deep. Yeah. I know. I haven't played it, so I can't respond. Is, but oh. Absy was playing it, and he was like, "Holy fuck, this game's like the biggest hidden gem ever." How do you know the original sin nailed it? Obviously, so nobody oh, needs to did. return. But oh, um, yeah, yeah. Though, I would love to see those. I don't think we'll see a lot of. I mean, I, I don't think I, we'll I, see more or less. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. But I, I also like to argue for my own sanity that Microsoft would be extremely stupid to leave all fallout completely dormant when they own it and not like, like they don't, they don't want I mean, anyone like outside of 76. Just, yeah. That's if it's from Bethesda game studios, which who knows at this point, right? Because you've got Starfield mm, and I Elder Scrolls six. There's that I huge see. gap. So I'm like, they got to figure something out there. It's been a, a topic beat to death, but you know, it's just one of those things I look at and think, man, like maybe a remaster of some kind. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully Mac. Do you guys want to know what's just the creepiest thing in the world when it comes to money? It was $7.8 billion for Bethesda. Do you know how many games that turns out to be? 
it, wow. that turns out to be 78 games at 100 million. Imagine, I'm not saying they'll do that, but imagine if Microsoft backed up the purchase price of of them with <laughs> even a half. That would be 34 fucking games yeah. at 100 million a piece. That is it's it's numbers that no human will ever ever experience that isn't like normal or has the name gates at the end of their name <laughs> that is awesome i wish microsoft was like let's spend another billion can you imagine being in a meeting with phil spencer he's got his feet up he's probably i'm assuming he's in like boxers because that's my phil spencer boxer mm. phil spencer he's always comfortable at work he's in his boxers not uncomfortable boxers he's got the sewn front and he's just talking he's like <laughs> you know what guys spent 7.8 let's spend one billion dollars on fucking five why make the, of the biggest like it's insanity how much money they have yeah it's insane yeah you're right yeah let's see let's see fallout get remade yeah i mean the thing is is with the diablo 2 is it a remake or a remaster that i mean it's a rem well oh there's all I, new I, graphics, but you can switch between the two. So it's okay. not right. like a, a full-on... The base code is still there, as far yeah, as I know. Because, like, I feel like they could do that with the older Fallout games, at least. I don't want to... I don't want to see them try to remake them, because I would rather just a new Fallout game. Make Fallout 5 at that point. But if you're going to remaster these games, which... They, they feel old. They definitely do. There's a lot of, like... Um, I'm forgetting the term now fail safes where you can just get caught and you got to reload like a really old safe and um that that shit sucks so yeah they did some quality of life improvements and brought back fallout one and two for more people to experience because there were people like me you know when i was a, a teenager i thought fallout three started that that was it there was there was no fallout one oh, or two. oh i see what you're saying because i right. guess i forgot how to fucking count but there were and then eventually I just looked up because what happens is, and I know I'm not the only one, you look up Fallout 1 and 2 because you think, well, it's 3. And then you see this top-down isometric RPG. And once again, as a teenager, I look at it and go, this isn't Fallout. All right, so I guess it just started with 3. Wow. Yeah. And so idiot, idiot move, but eventually learned my lesson. Logan B is our next write-in. This may be a silly question, but could you guys explain exactly what are second-party games? First-party is exclusives. Third-party is multi-plat. Are second-party games even a thing? I never see anyone mention them or what games would fall under the second-party umbrella. Thank you, Logan, for this question. We can answer this one real fast. I was going to say, whoever whoever wants to, to go for it, I mean, I, I could. It's up to you guys. Uh, I mean, go for it, Manny. You're the, you're the top dog. I'm the top dog. No, you're the top equals. dog of this we're, show, dude. We're equals here. No, that's not a thing. No. Uh, so second party pretty much is like a contractual agreement that you will create a game exclusively for, say, PlayStation, but they do not own you. So you are not. So you're you're pretty much working for them. Uh, we'll say like a Final Fantasy. Um, I do not know about the timing of that. I don't know if second party exclusive is like. Like Demon Souls remake, I do not anticipate that leaving PlayStation. I don't know if it's because the game is forever exclusive, it would fall under second party, or if there's a timed window. Because well, like, because I know sometimes I'll say third party exclusive. Because let's say Dying Light Two ends up Xbox exclusive, which it won't, by the way. But let's say, or who knows? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> but let's <laughs> right? Who knows? But let's say, <laughs> let's say it does end up that way. Would that would that be third party because they're buying it out versus uh, second party? 
which is which is like you're working from the get-go well and it's not second time. party also many times can mean fully so second party can mean fully um funded via the primary party mm. as well which is completely different than even what you were talking about which is just an exclusivity which is usually considered third person or third party exclusivity mm. but a second a second party which there are second party for sure that's where the entire amount is paid by somebody and it's sort of like an exclusive from day one versus an exclusive where maybe they might have been fishing it around and shopping it around. There's also the, the thing with first party, third party, second party. The reason why you don't hear about second party most of the time is because the way you get to second party is rare. Like you would almost never get to second party because it would either be exclusive or not exclusive. And once one of those two are mentioned, usually third party or first party is mentioned. So because you can have a first party not exclusive as well. We don't see it as often, but you could have a Microsoft game, right? That, mm -hmm. Or you could consider, um, Horizon, well, Horizon Zero Dawn, there we go. But anyway, you could have that. You could have a, a first party that um, is not exclusive as well. So second party really is, I can only think of like, Remedy was considered second party by Microsoft. Yeah. Um, it was not considered at that time an Xbox exclusive. And I believe that's because of the money that was paid to get them to make it for the Xbox at that time. If I remember right, there was some, cause I remember that was being mentioned. Right. And I don't know. Pretty shady or not shady. Sorry, but confusing. Like demon souls. Second mm, yeah. Party. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, they don't own blue point, but they own the IP and they paid them to make it for them. Oh, that's another thing he just mentioned owning the IP. So a mm -hmm. primary can own the IP. And if they hire somebody who's not the primary to make the IP, that's a second party. <laughs> so like it's, it's confusing. I forgot yeah. the IP completely. Yeah. There's a lot to it, right? Like what I described, yeah. a lot of it is second party, but then it can fall into third party. And then you round out those specifics and it's like, it's yeah, it's pretty hard to get there. It's, it's, it's kind of like what a lot of people request of Bethesda is, Hey, hand out the Fallout IP to someone and pretty and much. fund it and have them make it uh, a new Fallout game, whatever it may be. Think of it in that capacity. But yeah, Demon Souls is probably the most recent best example of. Did what you play Demon Souls on the PS5? Yes. Dustin? Oh. Oh, sorry. When you were redoing the games, did you play the PS5 or did you go play the PC version or uh, the non? For wait, for Demon Souls? Yeah. Did you do Demon Souls? So no, not as part of my stream. I just played Demon That's Souls what on I was the PS5. Yeah, I okay. played the the PS3 version years ago. I never finished it, but okay, um, gotcha. Yeah. Straw Hat Ninja writes in, "Greetings, gentlemen. Oh. Now that we have a Persona Muso game, what is another franchise you'd like to say see get a Muso game? Personally, I think a God of War one would be pretty cool. Mm. Mm. Oh my mm. God, just kill me now. Yeah, I want I would something not stupid." <laughs> Like something ridiculous. I don't know. Right. Like something ridiculous seems like it fits better, doesn't it? Yeah. Like I want like um It's interesting because with Hyrule Warriors and Um Persona Five Strikers, they've kind of brought it down a level where it's not the thousand KO battles that yeah. you know you're right. familiar with. So it's hard at times to even call those games Muso games. They have Muso like in, in inspired gameplay, but Right. How about a, a Rayman Musou game where you have to kill hundreds and thousands of rabbits? 
you know, something like that, something weird. Raymond would be fun. Like that would be a Splatoon or something goofy like that. Not Splatoon. It has to have an enemy that you can face a thousand times without being like, oh my God, I just faced him a thousand times. Hmm. Which Persona did pretty well. What about Ninja Turtles? Yeah. Yeah, you could do it. Yeah, Ninja Turtles. I feel would be like fun. I feel sure. like that's that would work. Transformers. All the old 1980s cartoons, G.I. Joe, which I haven't got to play the new game. I know there's a G.I. Joe game. Um, it's not uh-oh. good. Oh, didn't Colin According buy to it? Colin bought it yeah. and played it, and he said it. Sucked. Why did he buy it? What the? Because he loves GI Joe, and he wants he oh, wants so to send I. a message to Hasbro right. to make Hasbro? yeah to make <laughs> that even if it's bad. Because see, I agree with him. I'm a fucking GI Joe freak, but I didn't mm. buy it because I was a little nervous. But it's good to know. The John G. Show writes in, Hey guys, I'm currently playing, oh boy, Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition, and I'm absolutely in love with how Hong Kong looks and feels in that game. Which game, or I'm sorry, which city would you like to see in a video game that is set in the modern era that hasn't been done yet, like New York and the Division or London and Watch Dogs Legion? Thanks for answering. Much love from an international listener. Keep up the great work. Sleeping Dogs is so fucking good. If you have not played it, do yourself a favor to play it. It's amazing. Can I, 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 I am not like an open world replay junkie. I've, I've played that game five times. It is. I love the story. I love Wei Shen. I love I the, the combat. combat in that game is what elevates it. Oh, absolutely. Cause right. you can, for those who need to be convinced, this is it right here. You can drag a guy into an air conditioning unit and that's it. He's done. Yeah. He's done. I always use the air conditioning unit for the example too. I don't know why yeah. it must be the first kill you can do. Maybe, but no. I use the, that. the first oh shit one to me was you throw a guy on a counter and there's like one of those things from and you grab the fucking grate. Close it on his chest. And you cave in his dude. It's You're like, so fucking wrong when you yeah. think about that. It's so over the top, dude. the The worst one is if you drag them to a car and you just. If, if for those who have watched Daredevil, I think it was season two, where Kingpin just like bangs a guy's head in with the car door. You pretty much do that, except minus like the clear gore. So he it's was he was amazing. asking about what city, city in real life that we'd like to see a video game set in. I think it's already been there, so I want to give him kudos. But I think I didn't like the game a great deal. But Watch Dogs Two with San Francisco, San Francisco's a highly interesting just location. It's insanely interesting when you look at it in all different aspects. That was very cool. Mm. Um, I don't know an actual one that hasn't been done. Um, my first pick would be would hmm. been Paris, but you know what? I think of the Saboteur, and they did a really good job with that too. Did a really good job with that. Yeah. But but that is true. It's not a. It's not even anywhere near new. So you could. I think that's a. I guess legit that could fit. Answer. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Paris. I think there's a a feel to that. I don't know what series would do that, or if it had to be a current standing series. But dude. Sure. So Paris has a pretty amazing culture, but it also has a pretty incredible underground. And we've seen Snatch and other ones tried to do European, the movie Snatch tried to do mm-hmm. European underground and stuff. That would be pretty cool to do Watch Dogs. You know, Watch Dogs Legion already did London, but I would do a Watch Dogs Paris. You oh, know, God, yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only sound I can do, by the way. <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's how bad it is. <laughs> I, would, I would play the shit out of that, though. Yeah. For me, I mean, we already talked about it slightly, but I would love to see an open world Pittsburgh because we've got 
these little tastes and it's a you know it's it's a unique city it's like it's on this you know the it's the three rivers they can they converge and the city is between the two rivers and it's like a very densely it's like in this one spot it's very dense very you know lots of skyscrapers and then it's kind of outside of that one really dense area it's really sprawls out into all these really interesting different neighborhoods and um you know suburbs of the city so and no one's no one's done it i don't think Hmm. as far as open world Hmm. our next question dustin i'm gonna point it to you because carrick and i did answer this on defining duke it's it okay exactly the same question so i will point it to you dustin while he's doing that i'll be right back i'm gonna get my pups sure crickets writes in do you guys have a game that is objectively bad that you still enjoy? For me, it's Daisy on console, OG Xbox One. It runs like dog shit, crashes frequently, bugs out at the worst times, has vehicles that you can spend a whole day gathering parts for only to start driving and having it fall through the map or fling off the atmosphere or stratosphere. Sorry. Mm. Still absolutely love it, though. I don't know why. And I consider it to be one of the best worst made games ever. Hmm. Ooh, this is hard. I'm it's tough to because. When Carrick and I were asked this on Defining Duke, I said it's tough to answer because if you like something, you don't think of it as the bad game. Even if you know it's bad, right. you, you think of it as something you enjoy, which inherently you're like, that's not bad. So Sure. Something I that mean, scratches your particular itch, maybe, to get your brain going. Hmm. I mean, part of me thinks that like Kingdom Hearts is kind of bad. Like the story's that's a fucking answer, yeah. stupid. Or- but I like it. I just grew up like I remember loving it as a kid and stuff like that. So, but I don't know. I feel like I don't have a a good answer. I'm trying to think of like PlayStation One games that were bad that like I played anyway. But I don't know. Nothing's. What did you guys answer? I'm just curious, real quick. What like, was what the question the... again, bud? game that is objectively bad that we still enjoy we did this oh, on the final this was hard we yeah we had all kinds of issues trying to answer this alexa turn off uh <laughs> objectively bad yeah like, why I, would you play it i know Isn't right that what we I, came mediocre. up with yeah, yeah mediocre is easier to pick because at least there's something there like i can give you an answer that's considered not great and is one of my favorite games of all time which is punisher for the xbox and ps2 mm. that game you can put you can poke somebody's eye out with a fucking mammoth tusk. This <laughs> good game. <laughs> okay, I can't fully answer, but I will give you a small short story of a bad game I had a great time with. I think, I think it was Angry Video Game Nerd did a video about um, Where's Waldo on NES. Oh my gosh! And it's so fucking bad. And I actually had a copy of it. <laughs> and so my friend and I played it together and then we like joked about it for months because like we would the, like the set like we would remember the soundtrack was like the, the soundtrack like the opening song and stuff. It's just like does it whoever's idea actually you know whose fucking idea you know who made Where's Waldo on the NES you're never going to believe this. Okay I was going to say he I remember Angry Video Gamer had From this Pop- one company that he 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 showed it had like a rainbow for their logo i forget the name oh that's that lgn yeah he had them as like the the devil in all those yeah. cases when you saw it you were like oh fuck this is gonna be bad maddie i shit you not where's waldo for the nes 
was developed by Bethesda Softworks. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. But it, you got to start just a, somewhere. It's such a horrible... I understand the, the idea. They're like, where's Waldo? It's great. The kids love it. Let's get a game out. And so... But it just doesn't work with that level of graphics. It just it just doesn't. I so, gotta look this up. That's hilarious. It's fucking awful. But I had we had so much fun like you making know, fun of it. I gotta say, I'll I'll throw a game out there too that is legitimately fucking terrible. But I got a kick out of playing it. Uh, uh, Rogue Warrior. That game. Oh wow. <laughs> that game is terrible. But the dialogue in that shit is hilarious. Like. For those who don't know what Rogue Warrior is, you're playing as this soldier who literally consistently tells his like commander in chief to go fuck himself, like he's going to do what he wants. He drives the United States into a war with North Korea, and at one point, he's looking at like a tower, and it's his objective. And he just talks about how he says the great leader must have a tiny dick, and I just that is a that is a a line. I usually don't remember quotes from games, but that is one that is forever cemented in my brain because of the ridiculousness levels that game brought. Um, I mean, I'm just saying, look up a video on rogue warrior and some of the shit that said it's off the chains, man. And that funny enough, Dustin published by Bethesda. Oh shit. So dude, Bethesda, they, uh, yeah. Up until they got Wolfenstein new order in the mix, that's when they started to clean up their act. But before that, they were just the most hit and miss publisher that they, they sucked big time. All right, switching gears here. Steve Wolf writes in, okay, so I've come to the love gurus themselves for a dating question. Oh, boy. I'm supposed to have a date with this girl on Saturday, and I have it all planned out. Good. But if it goes well, I have no ideas for what we could do next in the time of COVID. Any date ideas for a world where nothing is open? Also, I already asked if she played video games. She said yes, but the only game she has is Mortal Kombat. Is that a warning sign or a good sign? Take care, guys. Such Steve. That's such an odd only game to have. Yeah, right? Hmm. That, like, that is what a is, warning. And what does she mean by Mortal Kombat? She doesn't only have Mortal Kombat. I bet you a million dollars that's the only game that came up into her brain when he asked her if she played games. Oh, shit. Popular, which is Connor fine, by the way. Yeah, she's definitely a liar. Because you wouldn't have only have Mortal Kombat. Like, makes, that makes absolute shit sense. You would, at minimum, have the free games that come with it. Like, There's all kinds of weird oddities to that kind, that kind of combat. Or uh, content. Sorry answer not co- not content it's not content um but yeah it would make no sense i think i think you should trust her though go sleep with her she sounds like she's either going to be the best time ever or dangerous as fuck and i want to hear the story so for me if you would please continue this relationship i would really be happy hmm. okay beside the mortal combat comment let's let's talk second <laughs> date second date in the world of covid i mean the second date, though, I mean, that's the one where it, it can be a little more personal than maybe the first date. But it's a little um, loose, yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, it's I guess it depends on where you are, because you could theoretically like where I live, you could go to a mall right now and and go shopping or something. Or you could go to a restaurant. I feel like a restaurant date is a perfect Date number two. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking, despite it probably sometimes not being the smartest thing, there are plenty of places open and a restaurant. I would say, dude, I'm a big mini golf date guy. You can social distance during that. Go mini golfing. Mini golfing is fun as shit. It gets everyone talking. 
It's it. No one has a bad time at mini golf unless they are viciously competitive and, and will curse your name if you beat them. Now, I don't want this conversation. Okay. I, I guess it wouldn't be political, but here's a question about the t- COVID and dating is that Maddie, your girlfriend, when she comes over, you're not social distancing with her. She's your girl. She's been your girlfriend for a long time now. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that many people do that, right? The ones that are most close to you, you know, you make exceptions for it, whether that's right or wrong. And I think there's, you know, it's different with your girlfriend. She's young. You've already had COVID, right? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) so so that's a big aspect of it. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, let's say this guy goes on a second date. It goes well. There's a third date. They eventually start getting serious. At some point, then the social distancing is off. That's a really good point. Yeah. Where, where does the social distancing turn off in a new relationship during the COVID era? Yeah. I mean, you always got to be smart with it, of course, because when, you know, I've been dating my girlfriend for three years. And when this whole thing started, we were on like that two week cycle. And obviously because of our own schedules and work, it would go beyond that. And it was like, it was really fucking hard, man. It was really, it really tested us. Um, or not you, hard at all. Yes, actually. And so too far. I, no, it, you're you're <laughs> accurate, in fact. And so, honestly, uh, it's one of those things where eventually, yeah, we we just said, okay, we need to trust each other, right? Like you, like every probably everyone listening to this has had this type of talk with their significant other during this time period of sure yeah, tr- trust each other, and, and and not like we didn't, but I'm saying with this whole COVID thing being involved, and eventually, yes, it, I don't want to say it goes out the window, but like in my if for some reason, my girlfriend were to go to like a restaurant masks off tons of people around. She'd be like, we're going to wait until I'm cleared because she gets tested every week for her job. So that's the other thing, right? Right. I have this, I have this bonus quirk, Steve. I'm allowed to know my girlfriend's safe and I work here in a studio. So I, I thought I was safe and then I fucking got it. So I, you know, there, there's clearly something there, but, um, that wasn't on you. I mean, no, it wasn't. I don't, we don't have to get into the details, no, but it wasn't, yeah, but... it wasn't your irresponsibility yeah. that caused that. <clears throat> but, um, what I will say is uh mini golf would be my pick. You can do that just fine. And, uh, best of luck to you, Steve. I hope you marry this woman because she's, she's only got mortal combat. You gotta, you gotta broaden those horizons dude she's actually like a pro mortal Kombat player that's yeah, why it's the only game just, she has she has focus <laughs> yeah. he just shows up and he gets fucking waxed like he gets destroyed this it's not even close he gets perfected every fight steve the good thing that's that, that might be her kink yeah. is destroying a man in mortal Kombat and then destroying him in the bedroom oh my all right know-it-all is the last question you guys are truly fantastic in your own right. But when it comes to when you three come together for the podcast, you were truly a dynamic trio. My question this week for each of you is what is a quality you appreciate about each of your fellow co-hosts? We've done this before, but we, we can have. do it again. But I think it was just you and I, Dustin. Mm. We didn't have an opportunity to have Carrick just love on us. I just love the idea of characters being like Matt's. These a piece are the of shit. cheesiest cheese dick fucking kind of comments. I hate this shit. <laughs> this is like this is Soft like hey up, man, Carrick. let's let's go to your fucking group and have like a work group. Have you ever done those work group get-togethers where they're like, let's all talk <laughs> about your feelings at a work group? And I'm like, dude, seriously, I don't come to work for feelings, bitch. I don't know. What? You guys are funny, and here's the thing: I don't have the fucking time to talk to people that I don't like. So there you go. 
That's your that's your <laughs> most positive thing. I would kill to be in a relationship with Carrick for a month just to see the dude. Just the, I'm not the, lying. The day I'm just to day, like, day, the, like I like talk. Look. I like talking to you guys. I'm not here to hug on you. I have no fucking clue. You're funny and fun to talk to. Like the rest <laughs> of the stuff, I don't know you well enough to say you sound like nice people. But what if you're not? What if you're both fucking murderers who skin kids and wear their skin around traipsing well, around think, dancing? I think hold on. I wouldn't know. I think you've known me long enough to know I'm not a murderer. I, no way, dude. I, here's the thing. I don't because what the fuck? <laughs> oh, you and I know each other, right? And right. and we talk sometimes, but we only talk on Twitter. You're not fucking dialing me up late at night, being like, "What are you wearing?" So I have no clue what you're doing and what I'm doing late at night. You could be a killer, and then you just your bloodstained fingers are typing on Twitter when you're DMing me. I have no clue. Wow. So I got to right. move close to you to just get into Yeah, right. Dude, so just so you know, Cadiz <laughs> and I, Cadiz, who I know in real life, he's part of my Discord, we've never once ever talked about sex. Ever. I do not talk about feelings with friends. I do not talk about sexual encounters with friends. I do not, like, that is just not me. I'm like, whatever mm. so i wouldn't even know if you were a murderer if you've been slaughtering people if you ha i just wouldn't know i wouldn't even know how to go about it i'm glad we moved on for me with the dating question too because i would not have known how to answer that i never think of that shit so like a second date second date would have just happened i would have never put two and two together to decide or to think about it like you know i wouldn't have we would have just been like man we're having a second date all right let's show up let's do something i just mm. I'm not. I'm not. You're, good you're the man without a plan. You roll. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the he same way with friends. Fucks. Well, no. It's like friends. I'm hanging out with people. That's how you know I, I like them. But I don't like to pick it apart because then it feels we. It feels uncomfortable. I don't say why the exact things I love about my spouse either. Ever. I never would. In fact, my. Uh, I don't even remember what they're called. When you're getting married and you say them to each other, vows. Wow. <laughs> That's gonna get my ass kicked. Wow. <laughs> anyway, hopefully she uh, doesn't listen. So you say your vows, right? And you're supposed to say specific things. Mine were not very specific because that's not, I don't know. It's weird. Hmm. Like, you know, unless I said she's got a nice ass, you know? Yeah. Difficult stuff, <laughs> right? But I'm not going to say that about you guys. <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I've... you may, because I've never seen your ass ever. Yeah, now that true. I think I've about it. That. I've never seen below Carrick's waist. Now that I think it's about it, and somebody else said that too. They're like, I've never seen Carrick's feet. So I've yeah. got pictures like on Instagram and stuff. Just like, I've never seen. Like, do you wear jeans? Are you a jeans guy? Uh, yeah. Well, right now I'm in sweats, but yeah, I'm a jeans guy. Your sweats. Yeah. Okay. The, well, mostly. what I was gonna say is that I have Short, seen Maddie with my own eyes at PAX. I recognize ah, yes. him. There you from go. A distance. See, so see, yeah. I can confirm that he's a real person at least. Carrick there you may go. not be I'm real. I'm a digital avatar. I'm a Japanese right. girl pretending to be a fucking a logger. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's I so, mean, it's so weird with digital, like not digital friends. Uh, what's the term? Uh, well, yeah, uh, online friends versus real friends too, because. You won't, you may not ever see him, which is weird when you think about it. You guys have got to see each other because of an event. I might got to see you guys because of an event. But if not, you could know somebody for 20, 30 years and never once, like, I mean, it's funny. Like, actually, <laughs> it's, so, it's so weird. When I was talking to, to Chris uh, on Defining Duke Ultimate, he was saying that his his best friend in his entire life is someone he has absolutely never met that he, he talked to through Halo. Oh, no shit. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it's like that during the Halo 2 era. Yeah. 
as I wouldn't can. say they're my best friends in my whole life, but they were good, very good friends at the time. Yeah, I so. mean, some of my closest friends are literally online friends that I've talked to for about five, six years now, and I never met them. Yeah. I, you know dude, I think I it's awesome on Twitter a couple days ago about Maddie, where I said, if all the things I get out of YouTube are knowing you, that'd be good. I'd be. Yeah, I'd that be was fine. that that's, was very that's nice about the you. nicest thing you'll hear from me where I'll be I'm like, sorry. if I died tomorrow, I knew Maddie checks out. That's pretty dude. good. Yeah, see that I saw that and I got a little I welled up. You know, I was like, wow, you were like, what's going on? Is Carrick dying of cancer? Why did he say something? Yeah, I was nice? like, what I was like. <laughs> that, you say you say nice things to me a lot. It's just I was like, wow, that was like extremely fucking nice. Like, well, well, it's true. It's like that. Those are the kinds of things I think as time. I think time spin is is a valid kudo because I don't know about you guys. I don't have a. I mean, I have time, but you know what I mean. Like, I'll go to a friend. I'll go to my re- relations house, family members' house, and I don't spend a lot of time there hmm. because I don't like them. I get that. Yeah. I, I don't mean to be rude. I don't know. And, and they cannot like me too. Cause they're not inviting me all the time. That's okay. You, you're not going to like everybody. So to me, one of the weird things about like kudos to me to friends is that I'll spend time with them because it's very difficult for me to spend time with people that I'm not, you know, I'm not jelly. I'm it, the it same way. It just doesn't work. I'm it just doesn't way, work. Yeah. Dustin, what do you love about us? What do you love? You can't just like it, Dustin. Yeah. Mm. Uh, okay. I'll do this sincere as I can. Since uh, we got the... <laughs> My expectations no, I feel are like dramatically Carrick's... low. Because Carrick's just been... <laughs> I totally understand Carrick's perspective. Because I feel like I am 50% like him. In that I am, in a way, very non-sentimental. And so, I don't know. It's it's uh, so I'm the only unnatural. one on the show who harbors emotions. Is that we're no, 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 I think you might just, be the only um, one who describes them at times. Other people feel them. They just don't always like parse them. Right. No. Um, OK. What I like about Carrick, what I like about Carrick is that I feel like, you know, some people may see him in some of his videos or some of these podcasts. They get the um, explosive personality. But it's very clear to me that Carrick is a very kind and caring person who you know you've reached out to me independently a few different times about various stuff and i've always very much appreciated that and um that's always when you know the next level with a friendship right or someone you know um right so yeah i'll leave it at that because i know if carrick is 50 percent like me then he's feeling a hundred percent uncomfortable right now yeah i want to punch you in the neck Right, yeah. So the knuck or the neck. I got it mixed up. I fucking hate it. The (laughs) nuck. Yeah. No, I I, yeah, it's it's uncomfortable. (laughs) I don't have thank you. I don't have anything nice to say about Maddie. He said he wanted (laughs) he said he wanted to fight me today on Twitter. He said he wanted to fist fight me. And so I wanted to put out a Twitter poll. It's like just like folding his arms. I was like, man, I feel like I gotta take him down a fucking peg now. Like I don't know why. It's just like it's on my shoulders. I just like he looks too confident there. Aggressive. Right. Yeah. Uh so yeah, Maddie. I oh yeah, I was going I wanted to put out a Twitter poll that's like Maddie and I's relationship is best <laughs> friends forever or mortal enemies. Because yeah, it's just it's like the, like hung out long enough. Right. The well the it's this is the joke online. Because Maddie and I during the show are like 
what's up <laughs> and then on twitter it's like fuck you motherfucker yeah, fuck you fucking die like <laughs> it's like so. a stage you put it perfectly it's a stage to perform on at this point <laughs> oh yeah exactly twitter is theater so treat it as as such absolutely uh okay no what i like i think i don't know i feel like i have the same answer from last time is that like maddie uh i don't know i feel like maddie has shown me a lot about the youtube hustle and the work ethic and i've always admired that about him and have strived to do that in my own work with last stand media and overall too i just like that maddie has a I feel like it sounds negative to say uh, a childlike joy about him, <laughs> it's not, but I don't mean that in a negative way at all because I'm, again, I'm 50. That's the interesting part about this show is that I am the hybrid of Maddie and Carrick that I 50% uh, hate everything and I 50% have a childlike joy for the things I love. Just mm -hmm. it's the problem is controlling when and where like the it's like a dial. It's one or the other. So I get that. I'll leave it at that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, hmm. Let's see here. That was different from what you said to me last time. I want to get Carrick first. I want to see him absolutely melt in his chair with with anxiety and adoration at the same time. Like, wow, what a good guy. But I <laughs> oh, I think him. you're a good guy. I don't need you to fucking tell me. <laughs> All right. I'll actually do. I'll do Dustin first. Um, I think I, I think Dustin, I appreciate more than anything is you have a very and, and this isn't a bad thing. It's a very you have a loose nature to you. You oh. you so when you show up, you you even keel. You know, like you 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 mm. Yeah. I tend to get uppity and excited. Mm. You are the equalizer. Carrick is the one who fucking grabs me from the stratosphere and plants me on the on the ground. Uh so I feel like your energy is is always appreciated. There's never a cla a clash of vibes with Dustin. And that's that as a friend is 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 super important. Very useful. Some people like you know when I'm in person, I'm kind of like this. Like I even out, but I'm still animated, and I have no idea why. It's just kind of how I always have been. Um, but it's appreciated when someone who is like, you know cool as a cucumber like Dustin can enjoy my presence despite me kind of being like banging on the door all the time, that type of stuff. Can I add since? It's on the same topic of what you're saying, but I want to add a slight, slight change to what I said about you, or an addition about the childlike wonder, or the childlike joy. Some people have that, but they have no grounding in reality, and I can't fucking stand that. You don't have that because you're willing to call out the shit when you see it hmm. in your videos, and that's an overall with how you, Thank you handle yourself. Sorry, I wanted to make sure that was clear. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's the most important part to me is that Shut up. Right. a lot a lot of people act like <laughs> it's not like you're talking about. No, said enough. <laughs> shut up. Dude, the dogs won't shut up. Sorry, yeah. continue. No, you're good. Uh you know, I think a lot of people do get get carried away with their excitement where they start to like make stuff up in their head and I don't know. I feel like what's happened is because those people exist, a lot of folks just think excitement's bad. I think excitement's good. I think we need more of that, especially nowadays. Carrick. Oh, Carrick. N probably one of the nicest guys I've met online. Only dude I know who will, who will, whenever I have, like, I'll just be venting out on Twitter once. I try to limit that. Carrick will always, in, without a shadow of doubt, and I don't even put it on him, will be the first one to reach out and just be like, before family, before anyone else reaches out, it is Carrick. 
And I admire that a lot because let's be honest, you know, there, there are people who, you know, it, definitely our industry who put on a, a smile and a nod and, and, and kind of yeah. go about, and they're like, we're friends. And then like, if they were like, man, I'm going through a tough time. They'd be like, I'm busy. I got nothing to do with you. <laughs> and so for character, go, you know, instead of just being like, Hey, I can show up to this nice channel. I can get a little more audience here. You know, we have a good, a good chemistry on camera to, to go the extra length off camera to me is what says a lot. And I value that a lot, especially in what is a really kind of backbiting industry and a, and a, and a, and a place where a group of people seem to love to gossip all the time. It's nice just to have someone, both of you do this, which is uh, just people who give a fuck. That's nice. It's very much appreciated. You change so. the channel to the We Give a Fuck podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Give a fuck. I think that's a good name, actually, when you think about it. With, with... It is. It's just you wouldn't get your SEO would suck. Yeah. <laughs> time you I would get I would it out of the system. People. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I mean, that's one of the things that, it's it's a weird industry. I'll just say that it's and yeah. it's nowhere near as backbiting as let's say a movie industry or something. You no, just crazy not. shit there. But I I do agree because there's been times where we've been like, we'll be talking to somebody about we'll be talking to each other about somebody or whatever, and I'll be like, well, you know, you know, they're they're pretty okay. But then you'll be like, yeah, well, I reached out and I didn't get anything back, and I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. That's funny <laughs> because I do know a couple people that not even bad. You just they're just not there. If that makes sense, they're not there unless there's something for them, kind of stuff. Yeah, and fake. that does. I think. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I uh, sometimes I assume maybe it's family and that they, you know, the only time they're going to react is when something's big. But you are right that I think it was. I remember one time when we were talking, you're like, "Yeah, I just don't get anything back unless they need something." And I was like, "Oh shit, that's true." You know, because mm-hmm. I don't think I had had as much contact as you had with that person after a while. But yeah, you definitely. Yeah, just in general, it. though, I think that's a thing. And I get it. I I'm think a guy so, with 430,000 subs. Like, I'm someone, but I'm not the person who's like, yeah. oh, this is a, a Jacksepticeye. We, like, get back to him, give him everything he needs, you know, that type of thing. Like, this guy's going to move a mountain for us right now. You know, it's not like that with me. So that's why I mean, when I do contact somebody, if they contact me back, I'm I'm positive if they don't i'm not always negative because it's like i don't know if they're seeing what i'm seeing which is like 60 emails a day in Mm -hmm. one of three email you know so but sometimes you'll reach out to somebody on youtube or whatever and you won't get anything back and you're like hmm you know Mm -hmm. you don't know exactly what is occurring which i think is cool for like how we all found i mean in fact i would say most of the people i know and do anything with digitally i found because of random continued conversation until i realized there was continued conversation because it was like you and I talked about something. I don't even remember how we then moved on from Twitter. But it's like you talk and talk. And then you're like, okay, reaching out is working both ways. Like, All right. That, yeah. that, that's somebody I want to talk to. Dude, I don't it's even very, know. I just remember. I don't even remember. I, it was it, Yeah, but it, it was Fallout 4 is what we started it. But I don't remember even how we moved on from Fallout 4. Because it was. I think it was the reviews, if I remember right. Yeah, I know we talked about No Man's Sky pretty extensively. Oh yeah, video. we did pretty extensively. Yeah, and I played both twenty four hours of that game in one sitting, yeah, which was I'm never going to get that back. <laughs> it's never coming back. That time is I don't gone. Know how forever. you found twenty four hours of things to do, man? Didn't you like sleep a little bit? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I w- I was up the entire time, but it wasn't it wasn't great, you know, because it was brand new. Oh. It w- it wasn't where it is now. All right, well, that'll do it for episode 291 of the Ham Radio Podcast. We appreciate those of you who stuck here till the end. If you did get this far. Hashtag hugs. Yeah, hugs, emotions. With a Z. Oh, 
my God. Yeah, with a Z. Hugs Hashtag with a Z. Z. Let's Hugs. do it. All right. Person's probably, he's a jackass. I am, when it comes to this stuff, I apologize. You're a good person. <laughs> Hugs. Comment, Twitter, whatever works for you. Let us know you got this deep. We'd love to hear from you and get some of your feedback on people who sit through all three hours of our shenanigans. So it's been a very busy week, and we'll see just how amped up next week is. Time will tell. But for now, we are going to tune out now, and we hope you enjoy. With that, take good care of yourselves, and we'll see you in episode 292. Peace out. Peace out. Hope your day is just okay. Peace out. Absolutely.